were caught in Malaga. Breton Nagme's son Asher is now being treated in a Spanish hospital. Lisa Gilder, whose daughter Poppy was diagnosed with a brain tumour at 14, says she sympathises with their position. We've always questioned everything and looked elsewhere before we've consented to what they've done. But I think if we'd have been backed into a corner and so scared, we would have wanted to take Poppy somewhere else. And to have that right to do that, um, because she is still our daughter. Five-year-olds are to learn fractions and computer coding as part of a new national curriculum. Some teachers' leaders have said the changes are unrealistic, but the Department for Education says they'll equip children with knowledge and skills for the modern world. The government is expected to announce more plans for anti-terror legislation today. It's thought they may include a proposal to confiscate the passports of Britons planning to travel abroad to fight. Law professor Helen Fenwick says that may be difficult to uphold. I think it would be open to challenge and that could be problematic. It would would be seen as controversial. And whether or not that interpretation um, would be upheld, that it would be just acceptable within um, international law on the issue of rendering people stateless, is doubtful. Thousands of children with special needs in the three counties could be forced to wait at least four years to get the help they need. From today, a new system involving experts in education, health and social care replaces the way in which children with special needs are supported. And there's concerns there aren't enough of them to meet demand. In sport, Bebe Sonino has resigned as head coach of Watford Football Club. His announcement came last night, despite the Hornets sitting second in the championship table. And the weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain throughout the day. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Showcasing the very best of beds, hearts and bucks with great guests, loads of advice and the music you love. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From six. Three Counties Sport. With a look back at the weekend's action and taking a look at the grassroots sport across beds, hearts and bucks. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Cool. What about us? What's happening now then? Um, Wally, isn't it? No, he's, well, yes. Polish Grand Prix. Oh. Wally's got a right to feel... Well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, guys. Hang on a minute, guys. What, what, what are they saying about what's happening now? So what did they say? How did they start it? Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> I can take a hint. I can take a hint. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's the 1st of September. It's September! Hey. Almost Christmas, guys. I touched a spider yesterday for the first time in my life. More on that later. Uh, um, um, Rubbery. No. um, uh, Awful. No, I chucked it out of a first floor window. Kind. Yeah, yeah. Coming up on the show, as well as Touching Spiders, which is a great name for a band if anyone wants it... Criminal cabbies in Milton Keynes, nursing shortage in Buckinghamshire, and knee defenders make no frienders. That's a good one, Kath. Welcome. Good one. Bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. But before that, the Beatles.
BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the mayor of Milton Keynes has resigned after it merged a taxi driver he personally vouched for had convictions for sexual offences, including rape. Uh, rape. Saban Shafiq has handed in his chain and two other councillors have given up their seats on the licensing committee after seven other drivers were found to have criminal records. Now, the whole process of who's passed fit to take fares has been called into question. Our Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis has been looking into this. Craig, an amazing story. What's been going on? Well, Ian, this story broke on Friday when uh, Milton Keynes Council's new chief executive, Carol Mills, who's barely been in the job a couple of months, she revealed the authority has revoked the licence of a taxi driver after they discovered he had four convictions for serious sexual assaults, including rape. And uh, these convictions date back to 1993. The investigation that, that followed this discovery found seven other taxi drivers in Milton Keynes have criminal convictions, and inc- that includes another one who has convictions for a sexual offence. It's all resulted in the resignations of Subhan Shafiq from his position as MK Mayor, and of two councillors, Gladstone Mackenzie and Stuart Burke, from their roles on the council's regulatory subcommittee, that's the committee which gave that driver his licence. Councillors from all parties are calling for a further investigation into the procedures that allowed this to happen. How did the council find out about this? Well, it actually all came in a letter that was given to the newly elected council leader, Peter Marland, uh, last week um, uh, by a member of the public. Pete looked into this, Pete Marland, and uh, the investigation was launched and it led to that driver's licence being revoked. But actually, in the hard fact of this story is that the council knew about this man's convictions all along and they chose to give him a licence anyway. Gosh. And now, that was despite a criminal records bureau check revealing um, his convictions in 2001. Uh, the regulatory subcommittee decided to give him a licence anyway and that actually followed Subhan Shafiq, uh, who was a serving councillor at that time, um, appointed mayor earlier this year and he gave a character reference on behalf of the driver describing him as a friend and vouching for his good character Uh, incredibly actually in 2012 the man's license was suspended by the council but then the same committee lifted uh, lifted that suspension and allowed him to continue working Craig, uh, thank you. It's quite incredible. We're, we're joined now by the executive chairperson of the Milton Keynes Taxi Association, Peter Kirkman. Morning, Peter. Uh, good morning. Are you surprised <clears throat> by this? Well, very surprised and perhaps you could say shock to take it one fa- a stage further. Um, when you're running a, a business or you're in the industry that relies heavily on the licensing, um, you really get the confidence that the, the, the conditions are are sound and correct um, so that you know that everybody that's in the business with you is of the same nature and then when something like this comes along it throws you off um, off mark have there been concerns about this kind of thing before well the trade really generally is in a mess um, this all really stems from deregulation in 2001, where the council, bless them, opened it up to everybody to be a taxi driver. And I would just make one point pretty clear here, that we're talking about minicab drivers that have so far been exposed. Um, they're not taxi drivers as such. Everybody keeps labelling everybody, private hire, minicabs, as a taxi driver, when in fact it's a different industry. 
But yeah, but most most the, the, most people on the street wouldn't differentiate, would they? But I can yes, I understand your point. Uh, yeah. Do you think the licensing regulation needs to be stricter? Well. At the moment, we're going through what is what we've just finished, actually, the Law Commission report, and we're all eagerly waiting to hear it. We've, we've had a, the uh, interim report, um, which looks favourable, and unfortunately, David Cameron's not going to deal with this until after the next general election in 2015. So we've got this period of time where we rely heavily on now Milton Keynes Council to perhaps get their act together, for want of a better word, and just simply make sure that the conditions that are in at the moment, and they have been now for many, many years, uh, are actually um, put in place. And anything like this, really, um, should just not happen. And a lot of it, really, is from the ignorance side of the councillors, because, you know, unless you're involved heavily in the trade, or are a taxi driver or minicab driver, then really, um, would you really know? I don't know. Peter, I appreciate you, you, you talking to us at this ridiculous time of the morning. That's uh, the executive chairperson of the Milton Keynes Taxi Association, Peter Kirkman. Craig, thank you very much indeed. 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I touched a spider at the weekend. First time ever. Poor spider. Yeah, no, poor what was me. It, doing? it was climbing up the wall. And I, well, oh, I recoiled. I recoiled. And um, uh, I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna, I've, been, I've been tidying up the house this weekend because the family are coming back at some point this week, so I thought I ought to make an effort. Um, and uh, I, I thought, I'm going to be a big guy. And I picked it up by its tiny leg. Oh. I, I chucked it out the window. No, why did you do that? Well, better than killing it. No, but chucking it out the window could kill it. No, they've got uh, spidey powers. Sp- spidey sense. He, his spidey sense would have been tingling. And if he was anything like the Spider-Man that I've seen and grown up uh, respecting, he would have been able to... Shoot out some webbing. Yeah. And, and then kiss a girl upside down. Yeah. Cool. No, I don't I, know if he did that. In my house, I'm the spider-seer offer. Wow. Um, yeah, double odd. I feel it, like Wonder Woman when I do that. Sometimes I don't do you, use a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> Well, this Sometimes I did with my bare hands. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a thick black spider. It was like, you know, we, what we've got in our house, they're like ghost spiders. Oh, yeah, I know. They're big, but they're, they're like... They're all leg. They're all leg. They're, they're transparent. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're really spiders. Oh, g- come on, mate. No, I think they're some sort of other thing. No, Is mate. it huntsmen or something they're called? They're huntsmen! Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my, my little boy goes, oh, it's a huntsman. I go, no, it's a ghost spider. I once woke up next to a spider. Splat. So I'd, uh, right by my head, so I'd obviously laid on it during the oh. night and squished it with my cheek. It's a charming story. Morning!
Looking okay on the uh, motorways across the three counties this morning. No delays being flagged up on the M25, the M1, or indeed the M40 as we check the uh, speed sensors. Looks to be okay uh, on the A5 and the A6. If you're heading into London, uh, trains are okay, but uh, the uh, tubes part suspended. There's no circle line at all at the moment in London because of a late finish of engineering works and the Hammersmith and City is also suspended from King's Cross over to Hammersmith because of those late works. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you James. 6.16, it's Monday the 1st of September. Flipping heck. These are your headlines. An investigation is taking place into how a convicted rapist was allowed to drive taxis in Milton Keynes. A couple who took their sick son out of hospital in Spain have appeared before a court in Malaga. And the Watford manager, Beppe Sinino, has resigned from the job. The weather? Ah. BBC Three Counties Radio. Inside Out is back with a new series. Mm. We reveal just how easy it is for your bank card to be cloned. We confront the man supplying machines that can clone cards. Who are you actually working with? And are you making a lot of money out of it? Our reporter James Whale goes sugar-free for the summer to find out why sugar is so bad for us. Sometimes we don't realise that the ordinary things we buy every day has got sugar in, and to tell it needs to be more obvious. And fighting the invaders that are adding millions of pounds to our water bills. We're always keeping our eyes out for the next big pest to arrive in Britain and actually a recent study has shown that probably one of the biggest threats on our doorstep is something called the quagga mussel. Revealing the stories that matter where we live inside out with me David Whiteley tonight 7.30 on BBC One. Well, they went for well. <clears throat> Great stuff. Great stuff. That's a good trail that. That is a good trail for a good programme. Happy for them. Happy for them. I'm happy they got well. Really happy they got well. So, um, coming up later on, uh, I'm going to be uh, playing a a cassette recording, a digital recording of me. What are you getting from your bag? Hairbrush. Came out with my hair damp. It's going a bit frizz. You can't do your hair when you're doing the show, mate. Once it's radio. Once we have started the show, we are in lockdown mode. We have raised... What's that? Toothpaste. We have raised the terror alert to Code Red. Not literally! What's that? First aid kit. I can't find my hairbrush, though. It's tiny first aid kit. Tiny tiny emergencies. Mum's bags are amazing. What else have you got in there? Anyway. I had wet knickers in here yesterday. Oh, for God's sakes, woman. My little one decided that she'd 
go and play and forget about going to the toilet. And I had to use the Dyson Airblade. Those things really are amazing, aren't they? Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, it took me ages. What, to dry knickers? And jeans. Flipping heck. I haven't got one of those in here. Right. Anyway, coming up later on, I'll be playing a cassette, re- uh, digital recording mm-hmm. of me yep. playing the piano, okay, yep. and it's brilliant. Yep, okay. No, but you say that, but it's actually brilliant. Turns out I've I've completed the piano in one weekend. My favourite bit of you playing the piano is when you swear at me at the end, even though I'm not even anywhere near you. Don't play that. We won't play, be playing the swearing bit. That was because I, I was just high on music. I can understand why um, Pete Townsend smashed his guitars and why Jimi Hendrix did a wee-wee on his guitar and set fire to it. I was, I was high on Don't music. Don't do that on the piano. It'll ruin it. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Cat's still rooting through her bag. She's got oh. vouchers. She's got vouchers. Oh. Cat's got vouchers. No, it's emergency coffee. Oh, oh, yes, please. There's the milk There's no, two. Melt one sugar. Two sticks of coffee. Oh. I'll have a stick. There's two of us in here as well. That's handy. No hairbrush, though. Oh. That's awkward. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Have uh, you got a hairbrush for Kath? <laughs> Call me now!
morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm going to have a little cough. I did it off mic. I'm a professional. No one noticed. Now, thousands of children with special needs in the three counties could be forced to wait more than four years for the help they need. A new system involving experts in education, health and social care is being brought in from today. However, it's feared there aren't enough educational psychologists to meet demand. Jane Friswell is the Chief Executive of the National Association of Special Educational Needs and joins me now. Morning, Jane. Good morning. So how have children been assessed up until now and how is it changing today? Well, some of the key changes really relate to um, system change. Uh, And, of course, you know, some of us don't like change, so that's going to bring about some particular issues about how we reshape some of the services and the processes that will support children and young people and their families with special educational needs and disabilities. And what that means in the longer term is that we are sharpening up our services and the way in which we support children and young people and particularly how we identify their needs much earlier to ensure that long-term outcomes can be focused on uh, so that provision truly does match the identified needs of children and young people. How, so how will the changes affect the, the parents and the children with special needs? Well, children, young people and parents are a key focus of the new special educational needs and disability reforms. Um, and what that means is that clearly we want to make sure that families, children and their parents are at the heart of everything that we do. Now, for most schools, and that's certainly where NASEN focuses most of its support and activity with across the education sector, most schools are really effective at engaging parents, children and young people in the work that they do when identifying and supporting children and young people with special educational needs. However, we can get much better. There's always improvements to be made. So one of the key themes of the reforms is about improving and making sure that true engagement does happen. You say, you say improvement, but, but, but um, one of the experts needed to make the assessment, the educational psychologist, is, is, is there aren't enough of them to meet mm-hmm. demand. That's going to cause a problem, isn't it? Well, I think that's going to be a challenge. There's, there's no two ways about it. Challenge or problem? Um, are, are people going to have to wait longer because of the lack of educational psychologists? No, I don't believe they will. I mean, certainly there is a, a timetable of um, key steps and actions that children, young people and their families will undertake in association and in partnership with not just educational psychologists who are one of um, a number of specialist providers that would be called upon, could be called upon to support children, young people through uh, an integrated statutory assessment process leading to a new education, health and care plan. But also prior to that, there's an awful lot of work that educational psychologists do with schools and other education providers as well. So there's a range of activities that educational psychology services undertake and get engaged with. A thousand short? Does that, does that sound about right? Certainly. I mean, that's, that's what's been reported uh, in the press. Is that true? Um, my understanding is, is that the, the shortage has actually been around for um, some considerable time. But certainly this is going to be a challenge, not just in terms of overhauling the new systems for SEND, but also it's going to expose, I believe, a number of areas where different ways of working in order to design different services could expose some deficiencies in some areas. 
Um, so young uh, people are going to, people with special needs, if there are a thousand uh, educational psychologists short and there are other deficiencies that uh, will be exposed, people are going to suffer. The people who need it the most, aren't they? Well, I think one of the things that we need to remember here is that there's, there's a proportionality issue here, isn't there? That um, certainly the, the population of children and young people, that the statutory assessment and education health care planning process is focusing on, is focusing on a very small minority of the overall population of children yeah, and young people. Yeah, but they, they, even if it is a small minority, they, they, they should still have the facilities uh, uh, that are required, and they, they shouldn't have to wait just because of the, they're a small percentage, should they? No, not at all, and that's certainly not what I'm saying. But certainly, I mean, what the statistics tell us is that we have just under 3% of children with quite, of children and young people who would um, constitute being identified with quite a complex level of special educational need. And the focus of those um, particular services that you're referring to now would need to be called upon, just as they have been in the past. So um, I think you're right to identify this as a potential area of challenge um, and certainly my understanding is that the, um, the national organisations that represent the views of educational psychologists have certainly engaged with government to highlight this particular concern. I think what, what's going to be particularly interesting to watch and observe as the new reforms become embedded and move from that policy to practice level is to look at the different ways in which we can be more effective and more efficient in applying the particular support that educational psychology services can offer. There are, you, say, you say it's 3%. I mean, the numbers, the local numbers are quite big. Hertfordshire, there's, there's just under 4,000 children with statements who will need converting. Bedfordshire, just under 3,000. And uh, in Milton Keynes, just under 5,000. These are big numbers. And if there are 1,000 educational psychologists missing across the country, that is quite concerning, isn't it? Can you, are you, can you guarantee, Jane, that, that all of those people uh, will get the services that they require and it won't take any longer under this new system? I, c- I can't offer you any guarantees as Chief Executive of the National Association of Special Educational Needs of, of NASEN. But what I can say to you is, is that the vision and the plans that are being put in place that will kick off from today is to actually provide a system that is far more joined up, far more parent-friendly, child and young person-friendly, and actually really strengthens the level of accountability of all service providers, not just educational psychology service providers, but schools, early years providers, colleges and other education and training providers. If it works, of course. Well, I mean, you know, we, we have to give our reforms, you know, a really good opportunity of moving from that policy stage into practice stage. And as I said earlier, I think there's a, you know, a huge proportion of us that, that don't like change. Changes that are being made to the SEND system with effect from today will bring about um, greater efficiency, uh, an improved focus, which is, uh, I mean, certainly as a parent of a child with special educational needs myself, I welcome the reforms in the respect of actually offering an improved focus on delivering on outcomes for children and young people. And I think, you know, we, we, we really do need to sharpen our focus in that respect. Children and young people with special educational needs are no different from any other child or young person in that respect. We need to keep our aspirations high. We need to keep the support focused when we've identified their needs. And we need to make sure that we deliver on outcomes to ensure that their achievements in life are just as good as anybody else's. Jane, I appreciate your time this morning. Jane Friswell from the uh, Chief Executive of the National Association of Special Educational Needs. It's 630 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're looking fine on the motorways, certainly getting busy on the southbound M1 heading down towards the M25, but it all appears to be moving from what I can see on the cameras I've got access to at the moment and also on our speed sensors. Uh, A405, though, building up already, approaching the M25 uh, roundabout at uh, Brickhead Wood, and the uh, M25 itself is moving along very well. Uh, no reported delays for the trains this morning. In London, though, the Circle Line suspended completely because of the late finish of engineering works, and there's no Hammersmith and City from King's Cross over to Hammersmith. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. An investigation is taking place into how a convicted rapist was allowed to drive taxis in Milton Keynes. Another seven drivers have also been found with criminal records. A couple who took their son out of hospital to Spain in search of alternative treatment for his brain tumour have appeared before a court in Malaga. Breton Agme's son, Asher, is now being treated in a Spanish hospital. Thousands of children with special needs in the three counties could be forced to wait at least four years to get the help they need. From today, a new system involving experts in education, health and social care replaces the way in which children with special needs are supported. The weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain throughout the day. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius and 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Watford manager Beppe Sonino has resigned after just eight months at the club. It follows their 4-2 win over Huddersfield on Saturday. Our sports editor Jeff Doyle has more. Sonino has been under pressure since the beginning of the season. He had got off to a good start, four league wins in five, second in the championship. But unrest has been growing at the club with reports of mass player discontent and Lloyd Dyer openly demonstrating that in the defeat at Rotherham. Watford won well on Saturday, but Sonino has resigned after just eight months, saying he's proud with what he achieved and that he had given everything. Oscar Garcia and Roberto Di Matteo are the favourites to take over. It's transfer deadline day and the MK Dons boss Carl Robinson says their performance in the Cup against Manchester United last week could mean added interest today. We have to just make sure that we keep our best players here and that's, that's my message to the fans. That's not a big stage, that's a world stage. The, the enormity of Manchester United has allowed these players to catapult, to catapult their own careers. We feel we can keep them. We're not chasing the money. We don't need to chase the money. We're in a good position. So hopefully we can keep all of our best players for once. At the US Open tennis in New York, Caroline Wozniacki caused a fourth-round upset, beating Maria Sharapova. Wozniacki down the line and onto the baseline. What a stunning way to close out a stunning victory. The US Open loses another of the big names... Halep, Radvanska, Kvitova and now Maria Sharapova. Only Serena Williams left of the top six in the world, but this is Caroline Wozniacki's moment. Today, Andy Murray takes on Joe Wilfred Songa for a place in the last eight. In racing, MotoGP World Championship leader Mark Marquez held off Georgia Lorenzo in a back-and-forth battle from start to finish to win the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. And in golf, Colin Montgomery has successfully defended his senior Masters title at Woburn, winning the European Senior Tour event by a tournament record of 10 strokes. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 7 o'clock. Call 08459 555 BBC Three Counties Radio. Auntie Angel. Wowzers. Wowzers, look at that. Yep, 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 yep. 
Seth has just made me watch the, and forced me to watch don't, the most extraordinary don't, video don't, on don't. the internet. I didn't force you. I mentioned that anyway. Um, that you shouldn't. Your hair looks nice. Have you? Have you... I've had a shower this morning and it's um, been left to air dry. Oh, shower. <laughs> yeah. I remember those. It was nice. I Noisy might... though. It does wake up the entire house. Yeah, screw those losers. <laughs> I might shave the beard off today. What for? Well, you're, now it's interesting, is because you want me to. No, I like your beard. No, you know that whatever you say will upset me. I have thrown away shoes and clothes because of Catherine's Why? acid tongue. As if I'm Jeff Banks. Why would you care? You're like a cross between Jeff Banks and Joan Rivers, <laughs> when she, you know, when she was well. She right. can still dish it out. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah, the, well, those so shoes look, were a look, silly. Look me in the eye. What should I do with my beard? I like your beard. I don't think your wife's going to like your beard. Ah. Uh, anyway, I've got my, my driving licence. My driving licence runs out mm. this month. Mm. It would be a bold move to get the photo done with the beard. I can't have a, I can't have a driving licence uh, photo for ten years with a beard on. So I'm going to... Why don't you um, just shave it off so you've got like one of them dangling moustaches? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you the moustache I miss. And it's, I think it's got a bad rap. Okay, and it's not. It's never called the Oliver Hardy. It's always called the Hitler. Oh yeah, the Chaplin. It's always yeah, but it's ne- it's always called a Hitler moustache. And yeah, yeah, Hardy and and Chaplin wore it better, I would say. But I don't think it's a very attractive moustache. I don't really know what it's doing. It's um, covering. What do they call that? The ambridge. <laughs> you that, what? The ambridge. There, the bit between the nose and the uh, lip. What's that bit called? It's got a name, hasn't it? Let's mm. ask Kelly. 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 Yes. What's the bit called? That little groove between the nose and the lip. The, is that the ambridge? That's the lip groove. She hasn't got a clue, has she? Lip, lip to the groove. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. You guys all know. But will they tell us? There'll be some medical professionals listening here, specialists. Will they tell us? What you got in the papes? Um, all manner of stuff. Spotted in Primark at 15, the single mum who's the new Naomi Campbell. Good luck to her. Is that it? That's news, apparently. Oh, blimey. I did have something. And I, hang on. Oh, this one. Oh, rejected 17,000 times. The dog that no one wants. Good, good. It's a lurcher. People don't like lurchers. That's I've, news. I've got a story somewhere. Cliff Richard calendar. We used to have one of those. Here we go. £10,000 worth of gold in them narsans. This is Art. With barely room to swing a spade, a determined army dig furiously on a Kent beach in the hope of striking gold. Not a real army, it's kids. Youngsters with buckets and spades, delighted in an excuse... Basically, uh, it's a project, and um, Berlin-based artist Michael Schallstorfer has hidden £10,000 worth of gold. Or has he? Oh, who was that plum we yeah, had here? Yeah, exactly. He had a cheque for, was it £10,000 or something? A gazillion dollars, I don't know. Do you remember there was a guy in Milton Keynes, an artist, who had hidden a cheque in the Milton Keynes gallery for like, it was like a million pounds or something. Except he except hadn't, it was a load of our rubbish. Anyway, well, Michael Schulstoffer says that he has. If he had that kind of money, you filter him. Filtrum. Just came to me. If you had that kind of money, why would you be um, spending your time burying it in... Art. OK, yeah, fair enough. Well, how did you get the word filtrum? Kelly whispered it in our ears. Um, I typed in the bit between your lip and nose. But as I typed in the bit between... No. Lots of... <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Thank you. For... Drinking tea cut, cuts risk of dying early by a quarter. What? How do you know? That doesn't even mean anything. Drinking tea cuts risk of dying... Because you're in. I know. 
<laughs> You're not out um, riding a unicycle with a swinging axe. You sat down having a nice cup of tea. That's going to. Oh, look, speaking of Joan Rivers, the family of Joan Rivers deciding whether to turn off life oh, support. How awful. Joan Rivers' family are facing the agonising decision. The 81 year old comedian. Do we still use the word comedian? I thought everybody was a comedian and everybody was an actor. Mm. Or a comic. The 81 year old comedian is reportedly being kept alive. 81. Well, 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 well. Who'd have thunk it, eh? Oh, Superground 77 catches Raider in street chase. A judge has praised the courage of a 77-year-old grandmother who chased a burglar a quarter of a mile after finding him in her home. Alma O'Callaghan uh, refused to let Gareth Haynes, 27, escape with her purse containing £60 and ran after him before snatching it back. Stand back, Spider-Man, Batman, Spider-Man, Batman and Robin too. Do you remember that? Yeah. The one who calls the rockers for B.A. Baracas. But I've got a match for you. Super grand. She makes them Ooh. look like a bunch of fairies. Oh. She's got more bottle than then United Dairies. Hang about. Out. Mm. Look out. The super grand. I used to hate super grand. Yeah, serious granny. Hot tubs. Yeah, I think they're for weirdos. That they well, it says here they used to be the preserve of swingers and Essex boys. Now they're becoming a middle class must have. No, no they're, they're not. not. No, they're not. They're for deviants. They're for people who don't mind debris floating <laughs> about in their bubbly water. Wouldn't it be weird if I invited you all over and said, "Hey guys, do you want to hop in the hot tub?" The people um, over around the corner behind us have got a hot tub, and it's just wrong. You're just sitting there stewing, aren't you? And then when you come out, you're really, really cold. And that's the point. You're, it's warm water and cold air. I think. And it, have any of our listeners... They won't have, they wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have one. They cost about 20 grand, don't they? If you've got a hot tub, please, dear listener. What for? What for? I bet... Kels, would you like a hot tub? Would you like a bit of a hot tub? Yeah, I would. Yeah, you know he'd love one. Go on. J-Dog. Dealey. I can imagine you and Dealey in a, in a hot tub having um, pina coladas. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And a grapefruit. Pina coladas and a grapefruit. Yeah. Be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, but he'd ruin it with his ciggies. <laughs> he'd have a, he'd have a fag he'd on. He'd have a fag on and a cocktail. Oh, and Justin. Justin. Maybe we'll send him out on that. I don't know. We need to go something for him. Knee defenders. Oh, yeah, yeah, go on. They were invented to ease the stress of air travel by helping taller passengers to fly in comfort. This is good. This, 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 how does this work? I like this. Well, it's a new device called the knee defender. Yeah. Um, what it does is it kind of jams into that bit where, where your tray is, you know, we sort of... There. And so if the person in front of you can't all of a sudden can't put their chair back, they don't know why. They just think yeah. oh, maybe it's broken. Yeah. I'll let it lie. Yeah. And I won't yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, and thus ensuring your well, knee comfort. You say they won't know. You can give that you get a card. A card you hand that a card to it. them that says I've got knee defenders, so you can't put your seat back. But that to me is like starting. I just wouldn't tell them. Yeah. Just whack it on. Just whack it on, not say anything. You do, I don't think it's right, because I've done that thing where I've locked my knees to try and and they always get their seat back. I just think it's one of those things, we're all in it together. Yeah. I never put my seat back because I'm afraid of confrontation. Oh, I always do, as soon as I can. Do you? Whack it back. I imagine this is causing problems. It is. Fights. Fights. Uh, a man attached a, new, a knee defender to his table to make sure he had space to work on his laptop. When a woman in front tried to recline, he refused to remove it, even when the flight crew intervened. The woman became oh. so upset that she threw a glass of water over him and the row prompted the pilot of the four-hour flight between Newark and Denver to make an emergency landing oh, in blimey. Chicago. It kicked off. Blimey. Um, and on Wednesday evening, another battle over legroom forced a US passenger jet to turn back. The American Airlines flight from Miami to Paris was diverted after a clash between Edmund Alexandre, a 61-year-old Frenchman, Mm. And a passenger Edmund in front, Alexander. who was uh, Alexandra, who was oh. uh, attempting to recline the seat. 
Oh, don't mess. I told you my battle uh, with the, the, the armrest mm-hmm. with the, it ended up with a guy pouring hot tea over himself and swearing and me chuckling to myself thinking, yeah, I totally and then you let you. him have it. I let him have it then. He, got, he was wet. Didn't want to share it with a wet man. <laughs> for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, on the motorways, M25 building up. In fact, slow now anti-clockwise from 21 to 19 towards the Watford exit. And then it's also slow, 17 down to 16 on the cameras. Usual congestion building up now down towards the M40. Uh, the M1 uh, looking OK. Again, getting quite busy uh, in patches, especially approaching Junction 10, Luton Airports. The uh, M40 is looking good. Uh, A1M yet to get busy passing Stevenage. If you are heading into London, uh, just be aware that on the underground there is no circle line because of engineering works which have finished late and the Hammersmith and City line no service from King's Cross uh, over to Hammersmith James Worley BBC Three Counters Radio Thank you James
6.46, it's Monday the 1st of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is taking place into how a convicted rapist was allowed to drive taxis in Milton Keynes. Extradition proceedings could start today against the couple who took their sick son out of hospital to Spain. And the Watford manager... Sorry? What did you throw that at me for? Because you're actually being quite noisy with the papers. Well, that was really noisy. Yeah, I know. The Watford manager... Flipping heck. Kels, do you want to do the papers tomorrow? Uh, no, not really. Oh, okay. Is anybody? Guys? <laughs> the Watford manager, Beppe Sanino, has resigned from his job. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We start this morning with some bright skies uh, towards the east, but towards the west already fairly cloudy, and that's because we've got a weather front moving towards us. That weather front is going to bring with it cloud through much of the day today, and also some light and patchy rain across all three counties. Uh, there could be the odd heavier burst, but really cater for that idea of uh, rain on and off really through this morning and certainly into the first part of the afternoon. It's clearing off, though, all the time towards the south and east, uh, so eventually by the second half of the afternoon, we'll start to see that rain pulling away and also the cloud uh, trying to clear as well. It doesn't do brilliantly in terms of clearing and we'll see some mist and fog as we go through the night tonight. Before that, top temperature today, somewhere around 18 or 19 Celsius. Uh, Through the night tonight, temperatures uh, starting to fall down a little, which is why we'll see that mist and fog forming. We've got light winds too. So tomorrow could be a fairly misty start, then some brightness and then cloud pushes back towards us. A fairly cloudy day in prospect for tomorrow. The odd brighter interlude at times. through this week, uh, we'll be dry from tomorrow onwards and the temperatures are on the rise too, given some sunshine up certainly to the low, if not the mid-20 Celsius by the end of the week. Tomorrow night brings another night of cup football to three counties sports. We bring you every game from your local team, including the first round of the Johnston Paint Trophy, where Stevenage hosts Gillingham. And that was a fantastic ball from Weltdale. And Wickham entertain Coventry. What a goal for Wickham, it's Peter Murphy, his third of the season. Hear all the action live tomorrow night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear a whisper, uh, it's a shout. Really? Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's good, that. I've got some uh, King's Langley news if you want to whisper. Go on, yeah, go on. It's in the sun, page nine. Hey! It's a sun, but it's a sunspot. Hey, King's Langley, well done. It's not Abbott's Langley, it's not the mystery of the fire brigade. We'll never know what that is. Well. A thief stole eight valuable bronze statues of frogs from an art gallery in King's Langley, Hertfordshire. But get this, thieves. Cops say... They're almost worthless without the artist's certificate. Yeah, in your face, thieves. Enjoy your frogs. What are they made of? Bronze. They'll melt it down, won't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for um, liquid bronze. Delicious liquid bronze. One of the nicest drinks known to mankind. Here's another one. Hey, you're you're on form today. This isn't local. Oh, is it vocal? Uh, No, it's from Newcastle. Shouldn't really be covering it then, but go on. Pizza delivery shops are putting lives at risk by selling legal highs toppings. Whoa, guys! The special toppings are not classified as drugs and are lawful to buy, but it's illegal to sell them for human consumption. A substance misuse worker in Newcastle said... We're investigating reports of legal (laughs) highs on pizzas. They are potentially life-threatened, so to sell them as a topping is shocking. Shocking toppings. 
What? Well, what legal highs? Like what? Like, well, I don't know. They're like, all called all kinds, aren't they? Like meow meow. Is that still legal? That's not legal. That's illegal. Laughing gas. How you put laughing gas on there? That's hippie crack. No, um, I don't think you can put gas on pizza. Well, It'll exactly. Stay there. I think it's something you sprinkle. I ordered a Chinese last night, mm-hmm. and I had the usual sweet and sour pork. Yeah, you need to branch out. Well, I had their, I had their, rib, their ribs were flipping horrible. I had one and it went straight in the bin. Really? Yeah, horrible. What was, the, what was your beef? Exactly. Oh. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Silver foxes. I'm a silver fox. Mm. The top. Where's my? Who's got my daily? Oh, can you I, threw it at me. Yeah, can I have it back? Remember? Please? Can I have it back, please? Yes. Thank you. Idiot. Uh, silver foxes. Yes. I'm all for them. I'm a silver fox. Yeah. I'm all for most of them. Clooney has voted the top silver fox. Yep. Silver fox George Clooney has proved his natural charm yet again by being voted the world's top mag. Man ageing gracefully. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Second place, Brad Pitt. Third place, Johnny Depp. James Bond star Michael uh, Daniel Craig came in fourth, and I was probably fifth. You're just listing men who are over forty. Yeah, a lot of them aren't even grey. Hey, do you want to hear me playing the piano? Oh no. Yeah, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Have you censored this, Kelly? Because I did put some swears in it because I was so ex- I was I was on such a musical high. I may have. Listen, listen to this, right? And then call in and let me. Th- I've only had the piano a couple of days. Wow, and and yet listen to the results. I've completed it. Hang on. There we go. I can hear your fingers slapping on the keys. The D gets a bit stuck. Oh, that's wrong. Ignore the bit. Move on. In many ways, I'm like, um... Oh, I don't know where it goes there. There we go. I don't know. I'm like a Liberace of the three counties. Or who was that fella that we used to have when we were kids? Clayderman? Yes. Yeah. Blonde hair. Playing the piano so well. That's the first song. Here's the second one. It goes. This is what one of his like gigs this. would be like. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I'd do, I, I'm up for a gig if anyone wants me to come and play. Here we go. This is this. Playing the piano so well. Starts off by sound. It sounds a bit like you too. Whatever. Sweetest thing. Playing the piano. Here we go. High bit. Can't do the left hand here. Cha cha cha. Best way to end any piano piece. Kels, your thought, your, uh, I mean, I was wondering if I could get onto uh, BBC Introducing with that. Uh, no. Oh, what? Well, it's not original. Um, and you're not actually local. Right. And you're rubbish. Wait. Well, <laughs> well the, rubbish thing, the rubbish thing doesn't necessarily count on that show. Yes, it does. It does. Not necessarily a uh, filter. Yes, it does. Not necessarily a filter. Yes. Is. Catherine, your views, please. Um, yes, it was definitely a piano. You play better. Where's your squeeze box? Oh, yeah. You keep promising to show us your squeeze box, and I've not seen it. I don't think you can handle the squeeze box. No, I don't think you can handle a squeeze box. Oh, I can I, handle the squeeze box. I completed the piano in just under a, a few days. Listen, I'm no slouch on a squeeze box. No slouch whatsoever. You get a grapefruit to help you. Why would I do that? She's a wonderful lady and she's mine, all mine And there doesn't seem a way that she won't come and lose my mind It's too easy humming songs to a girl in yellow dress It's been a long time since the party and the room is in a mess The four kings 
tide I've been waiting for an hour I can't find a place to hide The being known as Wonder Girl is speaking, I believe It's not easy trying to tell her that I shortly have to leave Why don't you be As you know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. Get some brains. Get some The mushy peas. I've just realised I didn't save Dave doing the mushy peas the other day. Oh, no, if, I, if only there was some way of Kelly finding it really quickly. I like the mushy peas. Yes, yes, there is. So listen, big story this... Uh... Oh, someone's... <laughs> sorry, sorry, that is like serious. And then I've just had an email from someone. I will do the serious thing. Ian, you're very lucky. Nine of the Chineses near me don't do pork anymore. Only chicken and prawn. Um, Only chicken and prawn, Ian? Nine, nine of the Chineses near me don't do pork anymore. There's a sentence. No, an old coward would have been proud of it. Anyway, this Asher kid. Yes. Five-year-old kid with a brain tumour whose parents took him out of the hospital and have uh, 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 run across Europe to Spain. Am I the only person that thinks they have possibly done... No. Am I the only person that thinks they've done the right thing? They've done the right thing in taking that little boy out of hospital, the, the little boy's going to die, isn't he? Have I got that right? I think they've been told, from the reports that we've got, and they've not sp- spoken about this completely, and I'm sure more will come out. Yeah. But the idea is that they've been told that nothing more could be done. So they thought, well, we'll see about that. We'll take yeah. him somewhere where they've got this different treatment. And if you know that your child is potentially going to die and you've been told by the doctors, well, there's not a lot, there's nothing we can do, but yet you... Th- and you, th- you ask about this other treatment, they yeah. say, well, not here. I would take my kids. I would take... They've not broken the law. They've not done anything illegal, which is why this whole arrest... they've been arrested. This whole arrest thing is very odd because they haven't broken the law. It's their kids. He wasn't being held prison. He was in a hospital and no. they've taken him out. I mean, there was a worry about his feeding tube, wasn't there? The yeah. battery going flat. I feel really sorry for this. I feel sorry for this family. Of but uh, I think they've done the right thing. I think it's parents acting genuinely in the best interests of the kid uh, and out of desperation. And when your kid is sick, you would do whatever you thought was, was possible. It's, it's such a sad story, and they must feel absolutely desperate. I saw um, television doctor Dr Range talking about this on Twitter. <laughs> no, he works with children. He's, he works he in, does. in an in emergency. children and puppets, yes. He works with the, in a, he's a proper doctor, and he works with, in, in a hospital yeah. by no, he's day, good. and he's a TV doctor as well. He's good. Um, but he said it's so hard to balance. You know, you can say to someone, 
that there is a treatment and then you tell, tell them that it may not work in their case and it's probably not the best thing for your child. If you hear that, all you hear is an opportunity. You yeah. just hear that that treatment's being denied and it's a natural thing to want that. We can put it out there, I suppose. I mean, when have you gone against doctor's suggestions? If my wife hadn't had an argument with a, a, a ridiculous doctor who took a phone call when he was looking at my young boy um, and, and said, came out and said, do you know what, we're going to go to the hospital because I don't believe what he's just told us, then my boy was really ill, really ill. And the doctor said, oh, he'll be fine, he's just got a cold. And I remember a friend of my mum's in the 1980s going repeatedly to the doctor with a breast lump and being told it was just her body wanting to be pregnant again and she ended up developing fatal breast cancer. Blimey. You have to push, push, push sometimes. OK, let's have, there are two things here. Let's start off with this specific family. Do you agree with me that, that this family have probably done the right thing, taking their kid out of hospital? And also, when have you had to uh, uh, go against doctor's advice? 08459 455555. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Building up southbound, south of Junction 10, Luton Airport on the sensors. M25 really slow anti-clockwise, 21 to 19 and then 18 to 16 towards the M40. Heading into London on the tubes, there's no circle line at all. The Hammersmith and City now running with severe delays, all because of uh, overrunning engineering works and a signal failure down at Edgware Road. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. So this family take their five-year-old kitty out of hospital, travel across Europe to try and find better treatment. I don't think they've done anything wrong. In fact, I think they've been quite brave. Your thoughts, please. We'll talk after the news with Lee. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Acknew. The headlines, investigation launched after rapist is found driving taxis in Milton Keynes. Parents of boy with cancer appear before a court in Spain. And the Watford manager, Beppe Sonino, resigns. BBC's Three Counties Radio. An investigation's taking place into how a convicted rapist was allowed to drive taxis in Milton Keynes. Another seven drivers have also been found with criminal records. The mayor of Milton Keynes, Sapan Shafiq, who vouched for the driver, has resigned, along with two other councillors from the licensing committee. Taxi drivers in the new city say they're concerned about how it will affect their reputation. It does worry every single taxi driver. I've been doing cabbing the last 30 years and I don't like to, you know, someone come up to me and say, oh yeah, this taxi driver, you've done this and that. I don't want that. I've been nearly 18 years this taxi rank and hard work. I work on seven days, six days in week and difficult living for me and my family. I look after my family and absolutely everyone is looking on me when I'm picking up. A couple who took their son out of hospital to Spain have appeared before a court in Malaga. Bretton Nagme's son Asher is now being treated in a Spanish hospital. Lisa Gilder, whose daughter Poppy was diagnosed with a brain tumour at 14 months, says she sympathises with their position. We've always questioned everything and looked elsewhere before we've consented to what they've done. But I think if we'd have been backed into a corner and so scared, we would have wanted to take Poppy somewhere else and to have that right to do that um, because she is still our daughter. Two Bedfordshire police officers will appear at court in Aylesbury today over the alleged assault of an autistic man outside his own home in Luton. It's claimed that Farouk Ali was dragged and punched as he watched dustmen empty his bins. Carol Abercrombie has the details. 
33-year-old Christopher Thomas from Wellingarden City has been charged with racially aggravated assault following the incident in February this year. He's also accused of perverting the course of justice and misconduct in public office, along with a second police constable, 39-year-old Christopher Pitts from Bedford. The investigation has been carried out by Leicestershire Police under the supervision of the Independent Police Complaints Commission. Thousands of children with special needs in the three counties could be forced to wait more than four years for the help they need. A new system involving experts in education, health and social care is being brought in from today. But Jane Friswell from the National Association of Special Educational Needs believes it's a positive move. We are sharpening up our services and the way in which we support children and young people and particularly how we identify their needs much earlier to ensure that long-term outcomes can be focused on uh, so that provision truly does match the identified needs of children and young people. In sport, Beppe Sonino has resigned as head coach of Watford Football Club. His announcement came last night despite the Hornets sitting second in the championship table. The weather will be cloudy without breaks of rain today. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius at 68 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone-in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Showcasing the very best of beds, hearts and bucks with great guests, loads of advice, and the music you love. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From six. Three Counties Sport. With a look back at the weekend's action and taking a look at the grassroots sport across beds, hearts and bucks. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. What about me? What about me? Maybe Wally plays one saying from six. I don't think Wally likes me because I hijacked the last two minutes of his show. They're the best two minutes though. Yeah. Well listen, we can make our own. I'll make our own today. No, it's alright, I don't mind that. We better. We better. We won't put anyone else on ours. No, we'll just have you. Say, yeah. it could be so I'll say, at the I end. It. Ah, it's all right. Ah, it's all right. I'm being silly. It's all right. From okay. six o'clock, Ian talks about some stuff. From six thirty, he's going to talk about some more stuff. From okay. seven o'clock, join Ian talking about some stuff. I feel like you're taking the mick a little bit, Catherine. She feels like being a bit sarcastic no, again. No, I thought it was quite a good illustration of what we do. Is she being sarcastic, no, Kelly? No, no, I think I think we're with you on this. You isn't? sound like you're being sarcastic. No, I'm don't... genuinely. I've got tears in my eyes. Listen to my voice. It's, it's shaking because I, I can't believe we can't been, see any. We've been forgotten about. Tears in your eyes. Hang on, hang on. Come here. Come on, let's hug this out. That now. What's Come going on, on now? We're gonna have a hug. It'll be okay, you know. No. Why are we always forgotten about? No, you are taking the mic, right? Thanks. Thanks a lot. Sucked me in there. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Not not good enough to be on the sh- on the trail with the rest of the team, the other guys, JVS, Roberto, and the cough. Yeah, it's fine. Coming up, criminal cabbies in Milton Keynes, nursing shortage in Buckinghamshire, and need defenders make no frienders. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. And also your thoughts on the, that young kiddie that was, well, I was going to say, snatched. I don't think your parents can snatch Moved. you from that situation. It took, took the five-year-old out of hospital because they weren't getting the treatment they thought he deserved and took him across Europe to try and find other treatment. 
Because it all started off, oh, they're Jehovah's Witnesses, and Jehovah's Witnesses are a little bit weird about some treatments, aren't they? Until the leader of the church said, uh, no. Yeah, nothing to do with us, guys. Uh, that's not what they've done it for. Um, and it turns out they're doing it because they want the best for their son. Of course they want the best for their son. What parent wouldn't want the best for their son? The more I um, uh, look at this, and when I saw that video um, as well. I saw a bit of the video that the dad posted online, where he was a bit, he had a bit of a cob on. And I thought, yeah, you would have it. It's his son. He's trying to protect and save his son. They're desperate to try and help that five-year-old boy. And I thought uh, the era of, yes, doctor, whatever you say, doctor, was over. People know now that sometimes you do have to stick your neck out and say, no, I think you are not offering me what you should do. We all know about the financial constraints the NHS under at the moment. Mm. And sometimes you've got to push. I think the parents have been uh, incredibly brave. Um, was it the right thing to do? I, I don't know. I don't know the medical medical history. But I, uh, morally, it was probably the right thing to do. Is the treatment compatible? Is it going to work? I don't know, but it's a shot. And if you're told that that's the only yeah. thing left that's not been tried, it's going to be tempting to try it, isn't it? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Your thoughts on uh, those parents and that young five-year-old boy and whether they did the right or wrong thing. Now, the mayor of Milton Keynes has resigned after it emerged the taxi driver he personally vouched for was a convicted rapist. Liberal Democrat Subhan Shafiq has handed in his chain and two other councillors have stepped down from the licensing committee after seven other drivers were found to have criminal records. Well, joined now by uh, Labour and Cooperative Leader of Milton Keynes Council, Pete Marlin. Morning, Peter. Morning, Ian. So seven other drivers were found to have criminal records. What, what, what were their criminal records? Um, at the moment, we are doing all background checks to find that out. Oh, so you still um, don't know? Um, we do know, but what we what we need to do is make sure that we have the full facts. Um, one of those drivers has handed in his plates, and we will take immediate action against the other six as we as we find out more detail. Because one of the other drivers, aside from this rapist, one had convictions for a sexual offence, didn't he? One has uh, a conviction for a historic sexual offence. Like I say, you know, we need the full Histori- fact. Historic doesn't... It's histor- historic is... It, I hate it when the word historic is used in regards to these offences. He's got well, a conviction for a sexual offence. Absolutely. In the same way you can't mitigate rape, you can't mitigate a sexual offence. We need to make sure we have all the facts. And like uh, I did with the taxi driver who had the conviction for rape, I will take immediate action. I just need to make sure that we have the full facts available when we take those actions. When do you, when do you think you'll have those full facts? Um, we've been working non-stop over the weekend and we will take that action as soon as we possibly can. When, when do you think you'll take that action? I will take it as soon as I possibly can. You know, I... Well, well the thing I, is, Peter, it's quite... Because it's supposing there's another one of these drivers who's got a sexual offence uh, and they could be driving around... For, for ages. You can understand why... I mean, would you put your daughter in a cab, Peter? Um, we're doing all we can to make sure that the public has absolute confidence... Would you put your daughter in, in a cab? Services. You know, I don't think that the 1,300 taxi drivers in Milton Keynes, the vast majority of them, are good, honest, law-abiding yeah, people. Yeah, of course they are, but you're playing a little bit of Russian roulette. Would you put your daughter in a cab? I, I don't think that the vast majority of taxi drivers in Milton Keynes need the need the tarring with the stained brush. I really don't. But, you know... We Would you put your daughter in a cab, Peter? We are. We're working absolutely to make sure that people can put their daughter in a cab. At the moment, I will 
take action to make sure that people can put their daughter in the cab. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Chris can, yeah, Chris can. Would you put your daughter in a cab, Peter? You know, I'm not Michael Howard, and you're not Jeremy Paxman. You know, well, I, well, no, I know it's a simple question. Would you put your daughter in the cab? The fact that I've asked it eight times of and course. you've ignored it implies to me that no, you wouldn't. Which implies to me that you don't think the cabs are safe. I, I think our cabs are safe. Would you put your daughter in a cab? I mean, I don't have a daughter, but at the end of the day, I think the vast majority of taxi drivers in Milton Keynes are good, law-abiding. Would you people. put your wife in a cab? Would I put my wife in a cab? Um, I think that would be completely her decision, but. You know, I think the vast majority of taxi drivers in Milton Keynes are good, honest And people. we know that, Peter, and, and, and we know that, and I'm not tarring all of the taxi drivers with the same brush, but you've got um, seven people who've got criminal records. This is include, not including the, the, the rape guy. One has got a sexual offence, uh, and we don't know what the others are. So it could be something like shoplifting, or it could be rape. We don't know. You've not been able to give me a date as to when... You've not been able to give me a date as to when these people will be suspended or, or have their licences revoked, if they need to be. Let me be really clear. Those six other people, they're not seven. One has handed in his plates. Um, they are... The offences are not of the order of magnitude. What are they, then? You said you didn't know. Sorry, I thought you said you didn't know. No, what are they? No, 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 I didn't say I didn't know. What, what I said was we are working to assure we've got all the facts. OK. But I, I can give the people of Milton Keynes the assurance that we will take immediate action when we know all the facts and we are able to do so. When do you think you might know all the facts? How long will that take? It, it, we're working... We're Today? Working Tomorrow? This week? Possible. You know, as soon as I found out this guy was a rapist, I took immediate action. The public of Milton Keynes can be absolutely assured that, you know, the vast majority of taxi drivers in Milton Keynes are safe. And, of course, they can get in a cab. The, um, the, the, the other taxi driver who's got the conviction for sexual offence, have they, have they had their licence revoked? Um, not at the moment. Oh. We, are working, we are working to do that. Um, How long does it take to revoke a, a licence of someone who's, who's got a, been convicted of a sexual offence? Well, unfortunately, the law is quite clear that that's been taken into account. But what I will do is make sure Gosh. that everybody is... Everybody who drives a cab in Milton Keynes is safe to do so. Even the fellow with the sexual offence? You know, this is such a difficult situation. Um, It doesn't seem that difficult. If there's a taxi driver driving around who's got a conviction for a sexual offence, well, you don't let them be a taxi driver. No, you're absolutely correct, and I would wonder why why he is and why the panel took that decision. Um... But what we need to do is make sure we have all the facts available so we can take that decision. When, uh, uh, Peter, when do you th- were these offences known when they got their licences? Um, they would have had to be declared, yes. Um, and therefore, what we need to do is make sure that we take action in the proper way. You know, Give us a timetable. Come on, Peter, because there will be people who will be a little concerned. Give us a timetable. Is it today? Is it this week? Is it this month? Is it this you year? Know, give, us, give us a vague idea. You know, and you, you don't think I'm not concerned about this. Don't, in, for any reason, think that I'm not concerned about this. Give us this. a vague idea, of, a, vague, a vague timeline it, of when it, this it, might be resolved. You know, we found out about this. We've done all the work to make sure... I know, I know. Just give us a vague safe. timeline. But it will not be any length of time, you know... What? It will not be any length of time. We need to do it properly, and we need to make sure that that person could not get back on the road 
if we did revoke the licence. But Peter, just vague, therefore, I mean, I, I've got no idea how these things work. Is it today? Is it this week? Is it this it, month? It, is it this it, year? It, it, it will not be any length of time, so, you know... That doesn't mean anything, sir. It, it, it does mean something, and what it means is... It will be some length of time, Mr Marland. It, it will, obviously, but what we need to do is make sure we've got the full facts, and therefore what I'm hoping is that we can take that action very, very quickly. Very quickly. Peter, thank you very much for your time. That's, um... Peter, I'm, I'm slightly confused there. Uh, that's the Labour and Cooperative Leader of Milton Keynes Council, Peter Marland there. Of course we're not tiring old taxi drivers. Of course the majority of them are excellent, hard-working people uh, who want to earn a decent living. Of course they are. Not in any way suggesting that, 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 that it's otherwise. It's a tiny, tiny minority. And we don't know what these convictions are. It might be shoplifting. I'd be all right with the, the taxi driver who'd done shoplifting, I think. But we don't know what they are. Mm. We don't know, is it ABH? Is it GBH? Is it armed robbery? Is it shoplifting? We know that one is a sexual offence and he's still driving around. You have to question the judgement, don't you, of, uh, of people who would think that that was OK? Yes, I, don't, I don't think that... Strange, isn't it? OK, 08459 455 555. Your thoughts, please. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The usual delays on the motorways. The M1's heavy in places southbound 11 down to 9. That's Dunstable to Redbourne. M25 really slow this morning anti-clockwise. 21 down to 19. Eases off a little bit and then it's queuing from 18 to 16. Chorleywood all the way down to the M40. Usual congestion on the uh, A41 in Ellsbury. The, uh, in fact, uh, the A1 rather, uh, passing Stevenage. The A41 in Ellsbury is absolutely fine just getting the latest speed sensor data. And uh, if you're heading over to Harlow, just be aware the A414 uh, in Harlow is closed because of a lorry that's overturned between the Roman roundabout and the Harlow Mill roundabout if you're heading that way. Circle line in London suspended clockwise because of a signal failure at Edgware Road. Severe delays on the rest of the line and also severe delays on the Hammersmith and City line from King's Cross. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. 7.16, it's Monday the 1st of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Taxi drivers in Milton Keynes say they're shocked that a convicted rapist was allowed to drive a cab in the new city. Extradition proceedings could start today against a couple who took their sick son out of hospital in Spain. And the Watford manager, Beppe Sanino, has stepped down from his job. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine, Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Lots to discuss. Do you agree with her? Do you think she speaks a lot of sense? With the biggest questions. Should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court? And is it fair to only give people this kind of benefit for three months? And the biggest opinions. I'd like to hear from you. I feel strongly because... Children should be taught in a structured way. You know, there's nothing better in life than real-life experience. Don't you be patronising. Excuse me, I'm talking, sorry. There's two words here. Common sense. One of my pet hates... I feel really strongly about it. We're talking about that. I agree with you. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, well, the, the, the topic that seems to have got your goat this morning is um, my Chinese meal I ordered at the weekend. Mark says, morning in. I also had sweet and sour pork this weekend and ended up just eating the batter part. The pork seems to be replaced by sausage meat or sage and onion stuffing mix type stuff. I even thought I'd wrongly ordered. I'm sorry to hear that. And we're talking about... Um, going against the advice of doctors. Carpet Martin on Twitter says, I had a builder who promised the wall he was taking out was non-supporting. 
it was supporting and led to a massive insurance claim. Sorry, I don't have a negligent doctor story. I thought this might be the next best thing. Why are we talking about negligent doctors? Well, a big story about the five-year-old kitty. Asha, got a brain tumour. It's not looking good. Um, and as far as we know, and we're making some bits up here, filling in some gaps, the doctor said to the parents, well, there's, there's another treatment that we don't do. It might not work for him. We can't really help him. So the parents took him out of the hospital and went to Spain, where they hoped they might get the treatment. And I think the tide is changing slightly. They were being um, pilloried, 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 pilloried. They were being made a a target by various groups saying, oh, they're Jehovah's Witnesses. And as we all know, Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in blood transfusions and some invasive surgery. It's a bit weird. Turns out the parents took him out because they wanted him to try and get some more treatment somewhere. I think what they've done is a very brave, bold, sensible thing. I say sensible. Let me retract sensible. Uh, Morally correct. Uh, Margaret's in Hemel. Morning, Margaret. Good morning. I think these parents have been incredibly brave. It it may not have been the brightest thing to do. I don't know the full medical history, but I think they've been very brave. I agree with you. I think um, any responsible parent would do the same, given the financial backing that they, they must have to do that. Uh, to travel all that way with a sick child and luckily get him there with uh, time to save his life, perhaps. You, I don't know if you've got kids, Margaret, but with uh-huh. my, you, well, you'll know then as a parent, you'd do anything for them. Yeah. You would do anything for them. Any, and if they were seriously ill, any slim chance yeah. you would grab at, wouldn't Absolutely, you? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, although I think, yes, the police needed to get involved to find this child in the first instance... But the police then needed to back off once they knew where he was. I don't know what they've been arrested for. I don't know what they've done wrong. No, the only thing that's wrong is that they took the child without consent from the hospital. But they're the parents. They don't need hospital consent, do they? I thought they did. I thought they did. I would have... Th- I, I don't. Again, I don't know the ins and outs, and I'm kind of making bits and pieces up here. I would have thought that unless that... I don't know what the, the, the modern term is. Unless that child had been... Sectioned is, is the wrong word, but I think you know what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that unless they were, that were told by a court of law that child had to be there, I, I would have thought the parents could take them out. Well, I think it's the same with any patient in hospital. You cannot uh, just walk out. You're not supposed to just walk out. No, but, uh, Margaret, listen, thank you very much for that. Uh, inter- uh, interesting call. I think you can walk out, can't you, Kath? Of a of a of a hospital. hospital. You can you can just walk out if you choose not to not to have the treatment, or you're bored of the treatment, or you're sick of it. Or you you can walk out. I believe so. You're not there by by law. I, I would imagine there are some very rare cases where someone is is in a hospital by a, a, by court order. Yeah. That's the phrase I was looking for, not sectioned court order. Um, but um, I don't think. You can take your kids out of the hospital if you wanted to. I think it depends whether it becomes a welfare issue. Yeah, I mean, if you're just taking it out, taking them out because... Yes, you're right, there, there will be you know, certain issues. instances where the parents are... It's somehow endangered the child's safety and, yeah. and, the, and the kid has to be cared yeah. for. I mean, they It is a... Isn't it? Because it's just sad. There's no, there are no winners in this one at all. It's just very, very sad. And just no. imagine the desperation. Yeah. It's fascinating. 08459... Four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I think what they've done is, uh, I said sensible, I retract that immediately. 
it may not have been the most sensible thing to do. I think it was a very brave thing to do. And, and as a parent, possibly the only thing they could do. 08459 455 555. Steve's in Dunstable. Morning, Steve. Morning. You alright? Have a little cough. <coughs> yeah, sorry. That's alright. Too, too many growlers, mate. <laughs> right, look, look, police are wasting their time going to chase someone abroad because the child's here. Well, they should be going to the NHS and asking them why they couldn't well, they couldn't fund the operation for the child in England. The police should have gone to the NHS and asked why they couldn't fund the operation in England. Yeah, surely that's more important than chasing them around. It says it, 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 it all, doesn't it? Someone's decided the NHS ain't fit for purpose, and they've actually, actually gone and had to go abroad to get their child sorted out. Yeah, but out. it's not the poli- first of all, it's not the police's responsibility to liaise with the NHS, and secondly, no one knew why the kid had been taken, had they? No one knew, no one was sure well, if it was a religious... They said the, they said the, par- they said the parents took it. Yeah, but, but no one knew if it was a religious thing, no one knew if they wanted to go and... Uh, but did, I'm yeah, but say- it's not the police's job to go and chase a, uh, a couple it's Well, it's a waste of my tax money. If, They've got better things to do. If they think that the child's life is being put deliberately <laughs> in danger... <laughs> Sorry? Well, say, go on. If they think that the child's life is being put deliberately in danger, then, then yes, the police do have a right to step in. No, of course not. If you thought about sorry? everything, if you thought on that basis every day, the police wouldn't have time to do anything. Hang on, so sorry. If you, you, if, so if the police thought that the child's life was in danger, that the parents had taken uh, Asher out to harm him or, or, or prevent him getting life-saving treatment, the police shouldn't get involved. Not really, no. It's none of our business. They're outside of our borders. Ain't our problem. Once they're out of England, it's, it's up to them, surely. Why should we spend our money, tax money, chasing them around? Well, suppose... But, 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 money doing things as it is. But, Steve, there are people that take their children out of the country to do them harm. Are you saying we should just let them get on with it? Well, no, but obviously you know now. Well, that, we, we know now, yeah. yeah. We didn't we know, know at now. the time. We didn't know at exactly. the time. That's what happens, you know, when people think about things properly, then things can be done properly, but why should they just run? Geez, you're trying to get a cop that come to your house in Luton or Dunstable is hard work, but yet someone disappears out of the country and they're on the first flight there, mate. They're there quicker than they are to out in region. Steve, thank you very much indeed. He, he, he almost makes a good point very badly. Almost. I can sort of see it. But if you think... we, I can see why the police got involved because they didn't know why the child had been taken out of the country. Okay, they weren't sure. So they had to investigate that. Because some people do take kids out of the country to do them harm. But once they found out, you know, that the, the, the child was, was being... They were trying to take him to uh, another treatment centre, another hospital, where there was a different kind of treatment, then they should have backed off, I would have thought. The arrest seems... a little ridiculous, I think. 08459 455 555 uh, Is there anybody who thinks actually what these parents have done is uh, disgusting and is terrible and that it's shameful that what they've done because the start of it wasn't it Kath, the start of it we were, the, the, the narrative was that these were bad parents mm, and a suggestion that maybe religious reasons yep. you know, some religions don't like you to intervene mm. medically in certain situations yeah yeah. Blood transfusions. Well, Jehovah's Witnesses, I, I was looking at this at the weekend, it's blood transfusions, and they also, there, there are certain Jehovah's Witnesses who don't like invasive surgery. Uh, because I think if it's God's will, yeah. it's God's will, you yeah. shouldn't intervene. And that was kind of the narrative at the start, wasn't it? And the, it was the hint. Yeah. 
No one actually said it outright, but it was the hint. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Do give us your thoughts on that, please. Now, a BBC investigation has discovered that three quarters of nursing shifts on acute hospital wards in the south don't have enough staff to deliver the Royal College of Nursing standards of care. Milton Keynes and Stoke Mandeville hospitals have come off particularly badly in the rankings, which our reporter Talia Slack has been looking into. Morning, Talia. Take us through what you've researched and what you found. Uh, morning. Uh, using the Freedom of Information Act, I surveyed all the acute hospitals in the south of England. There are 19 in total, and all but two replied. I wanted to see if they were meeting the recommended benchmarks for safe nursing staffing levels on typical acute hospital wards. That's a mouthful. I took a 48-hour period to create a snapshot and asked them how many registered nurses were on each ward and how many healthcare assistants, that's auxiliaries to you and I were also on shift. A typical ward should have, says the Royal College of Nursing, one registered nurse for every eight patients and one to seven for elderly care wards. There should also be a skill mix of 65 to 35. Now by that it's meant that for ideal care a typical ward should be staffed with 65% trained in inverted commas registered nurses to 35% healthcare assistants. Okay so that's, that's the standard, that's what we're expecting. What yeah. did you find? Well, more than three quarters, and I looked at hundreds and hundreds of shifts, didn't have the 65 to 35 nursing skill mix. In simple terms, that means that on a ward with 30 patients, which is standard, there should be five registered nurses and two or three healthcare assistants. That's your 65 35. In fact, it's much more likely that there are four registered nurses and four healthcare assistants. That's a 50 50 skill mix. And 50 50 is what the Royal College of Nursing says is essential for basic care. And you might say, well, why does it matter? Well, it matters because because one of the major failures at Midstaff was the hos- uh, hospital was that people may remember from a hu- few years ago was that the nursing skill mix on wards too few registered nurses means they were overstretched and supervising too many assistants. Is there any statutory guidance on safe staffing levels for nurses? Well, there wasn't until recently, and but most hospitals told me they were already using the Royal College of Nursing's guidance. The Francis report called for new guidance, and the government asked Nice to draw them up, and they were released in July. The Nice guidelines they don't replace the Royal College of Nursing guidance, they're in parallel with them. The Royal College of Nursing offer many more tangible figures uh, that hospitals can use. There's no 65 to 35 or 1 in 7 ratio benchmark in the NICE guidance. They flirt with the idea that care is affected once you exceed one registered nurse to eight patients, but they stop well short of suggesting a mandatory level or a benchmark and make it abundantly clear that they think there is no single staff to patient ratio that can be applied across the whole range of wards to safely meet patients nursing needs. So the Royal College of Nursing's figures are much more useful to people like you and I who want to see how the wards are staffed because there are numbers we can stack them against. The Royal College of Nursing told me in a statement about the lack of tangible figures in the NICE guidance. They say the Royal College of Nursing believes that NICE will need to issue more detail such as ensuring adequate staffing skill mixes and the balance of registered nurse to other nursing staff as this is necessary for supporting high quality patient care. I spoke to Elizabeth Ricks from nice and asked her about whether the hard numbers were a hindrance or a help. For a long time there have been toolkits around to work out the dependency of your patients and the care that they may require um, at any time. Um, We've used those a lot in nursing. Um, This is about using those toolkits, um, thinking about ratios, but actually it's not the be-all and end-all. You have to make sure that the needs of your patients are met by having the right numbers of nurses on your ward. And that's what this guideline sets out to help nurses to uh, evidence and to show transparently. 
Tell us about some of the findings uh, for hospitals in the three counties. Uh, at Stoke Mandeville on older people's wards on the dates we surveyed, they did not make the standard of care ratio set by the Royal College of Nursing of one patient to seven registered nurses. It was just over one at uh, 1 to 7.8 so if you round that up it's 1 to 8 and at Milton Keynes they didn't return any data for their elderly care wards. Uh, Talia thank you very much indeed uh, we did speak to Stoke Mandeville Hospital they said this our nursing staff requirements are based on the latest advice from the National Institute of Clinical Excellence all our wards including those caring for the elderly meet these recommendations Milton Keynes our Hospital's Chief Executive Joe Harrison sent us this statement uh, on the days that the selective survey was completed, all the chosen wards met or exceeded the guidance to have at least one trained nurse per eight patients on the early shift. In addition to the trained nurses, the hospital has deliberately chosen to supplement the care available to our patients by providing more care support staff to improve the amount of time that staff can spend on individual patient care. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, usual congestion on the M25 for a Monday morning. Anti-clockwise, slow 21A to 19, but it's really slow moving from 18 to 16. Long queues from Chorleywood all the way down to the M40. On the M1, heavy traffic in patches between 11 and 9, Dunstable to Redbourne. The M40, though, appears to be OK. A1M, usual congestion now passing Stevenage on the sensors, and if you are heading into London, there's no circle line on the underground in the clockwise direction. The severe delays on the rest of the line, and also severe delays on the Hammersmith and City Line, all because of a signal failure at Edgware Road. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. An investigation is taking place into how a convicted rapist was allowed to drive taxis in Milton Keynes. Another seven drivers have also been found with criminal records, including one for sexual assault. The parents who took their five-year-old son to Spain in search of better treatment for a brain tumour have spent a second night in police custody. Brett and Acme King are expected to make another court appearance later today. A BBC investigation has discovered that three-quarters of hospital wards dealing with severe illness or injury don't have the staffing levels expected by the Royal College of Nursing. Milton Keynes and Stoke Mandeville hospitals are among the worst in the rankings. And the weather will be cloudy without breaks of rain throughout the day. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius. That's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Watford manager, Beppe Sonino, has resigned after just eight months at the club. It follows their 4-2 win over Huddersfield on Saturday. Our sports editor, Jeff Doyle, has more. Sonino has been under pressure since the beginning of the season. He had got off to a good start, four league wins in five, second in the championship. But unrest has been growing at the club with reports of mass player discontent and Lloyd Dyer openly demonstrating that in the defeat at Rotherham. Watford won well on Saturday, but Sonino has resigned after just eight months, saying he's proud with what he achieved and that he had given everything. Oscar Garcia and Roberto Di Matteo are the favourites to take over. It's transfer deadline day and the MK Dons boss Carl Robinson says their performance in the Cup against Man United last week could mean added interest today. We have to just make sure that we keep our best players here and that's, that's my message to the fans that's not a big stage that's a world stage the, the enormity of Manchester United has allowed these players to catapult, to catapult their own careers we feel we can keep them we're not chasing the money we don't need to chase the money we're in a good position so hopefully we can keep all of our best players for once 
In tennis, the champion Maria Sharapova is out of the US Open in New York. She lost in the fourth round to Caroline Wozniacki. Wozniacki down the line and onto the baseline. What a stunning way to close out a stunning victory. The US Open loses another of the big names. Halep, Radvanska, Kvitova and now Maria Sharapova. Only Serena Williams left of the top six in the world, but this is Caroline Wozniacki's moment. Today, Andy Murray takes on Joe Wilfred Songer for a place in the last eight. And finally in golf, Colin Montgomery successfully defended his senior Masters title at Woburn, winning the European Senior Tour event by a tournament record of 10 strokes. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a busy old morning. Some of the things that we're talking about that you might want to get involved in, well, we're talking about uh, Asha, the five-year-old child with the brain tumour whose parents, um, I keep going to say snatched, but they didn't snatch. They just took him out of hospital. They didn't like the, what was being said. They didn't like what was or not was not being offered. They thought there may be hope elsewhere. So they took him out and travelled across Spain. And I, I bet they're as surprised as anybody to find themselves front-page news and arrested. They're surprised and rather aggravated by the videos you see now. Yeah, yeah. He's, the dad's well knocked. Which made, do you know what? Because the dad was really grumpy in the video. That made me have even more respect for him. That was when I thought, oh, actually... He's being a dad. He's protecting his children. He's protecting his children. Um, have you got the Facebook up? We've got a couple of comments, haven't we? We've got a few comments, and we've also got an email through. There's, oh, go on. there's a t- and there's a text here. I'll, I'll read you this text oh. first. Hang on. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Just by building the way. up the uh, tension. Here. The tension really is mounting. Uh, here it is. I agree with you. The action taken by Asha's parents, as you say, they've not acted illegally, but are seeking treatment to keep their precious child. That's from Helen and Milton Keynes. Uh, Lisa in Hitchin says this helps explain why the Kings felt they had no other option but to flee with Asha. Um, Mr. King said his son's treatment seemed like trial and error, and claimed he was told if he questioned the treatment, the hospital would seek an emergency protection order. He said after that, I realised I can't speak to the oncologist at all because if I actually ask anything or give any doubt. I wasn't in full accord with them. They were going to get a protection order, which meant in his deepest, darkest hour, I wouldn't be there to look after him and neither would my wife. That would prevent us from entering the ward. This is from... um from the Daily Telegraph this morning. Thanks for, for, for that, Lisa. I had uh, a, a row with, um, with a, a surgeon, my mum's surgeon, a while ago. And I think we've changed... In fact, I've got to go after the show and make some phone calls. Anyway, um, and because I wasn't going along with their narrative... Um, I got treated like an idiot. I treated like an idiot. And they said, well, ultimately, it's, it's not. I, I don't know why you're sticking your nose in. I said, well, I'll tell you why I'm sticking my nose in. My mum is, is uh, not capable of making such a huge decision because she's not very well, and I've got power of attorney. So you'll treat me with a little bit of respect, please. Didn't they start saying that your decision would lead to your mum dying? Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> that's, they, they, no, and it wasn't even my decision. It was what they had told me was an option. And I said, can we pursue this option? They said, no, no, this was never presented as an option to you, Mr Lee. Uh, and if we follow that option, then your mum would die. Saying this all, sitting there. All, all in front of my mum who's in tears. I said, no, no, you did present, this was presented to me as an option. I, okay, you've explained it won't work, but would you admit that it was presented as an option? No, nope, we never present it as an option and I think you're being very rude. I'm being rude because I was questioning what they were saying. I was on my bestest, bestest behaviour. Anyway, we're seeing a different surgeon now, so that's, um, 
that's that. And we've been talking about taxis. What, what is this about taxis? They're, they're quite unpleasant. Uh, yes, well, uh, we've got the mayor of Milton Keynes has um, is resigned after someone he vouched personally for in the licensing committee turned out to have a conviction for se- uh, serious sexual offences well, and his, rape. And rape. And there were seven other drivers found to have criminal records. One was for an historic sexual assault. I hate why the word historic. That didn't mean that, just that, because it didn't happen yesterday doesn't mean it didn't happen. It wasn't serious. It, I also wonder about serious sexual offences. In that, surely there's, they're there's, all. Yeah. <laughs> Where, whereabouts on the spectrum? Playful. I mean, for heaven's sake. <laughs> um, and we spoke to um, we spoke to a, a, a councillor who. Um, d- 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 well, I was, I was Peter Marlin, the uh, the head of the council, told us that the person who was found to have a quote unquote historic sexual offence still has his license. And when pushed, I was was disappointed. I, I pushed it as much as I could, and then I thought, well, actually, what he's not saying is speaking volumes. Uh, what the timeline would be? Would it be, you know, this, obviously they want to make these cabs as safe as they can. So would it be done today, this week, this month, or this year? Wasn't even able to say it would be this year. I've been thinking as well about, you know, we said that, you know, some um, criminal records maybe should be overlooked. Yeah. If they have stuck, because we, we used sort of a light offence quote-unquote light offence uh, being shoplifting. Yeah. If they're a dishonest person, mm. they're taking people's money one-on-one. Maybe that should count too. Well, it, it, Andy, we'll come to you in a second, so I can see you waiting. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess you have to take into consideration the, the offence and, ha- and uh, how long ago it was. You know, if it was the circumstances someone, surrounding it. Yeah, if it was someone who shoplifted ten years ago, I don't mind them being a cab driver. If it was someone who shoplifted last year, I probably wouldn't mind them being a cab driver, actually. If it's someone who, who robbed a post office with a shotgun last year, then I would mind them being a, a, a cab driver. And that's the thing. We don't know what these people have done. And can I just stress again that, I, that, that this is a tiny, tiny minority. I'm not in any way slurring all of the cab drivers. And if I was the right-minded majority of cab drivers, I'd want these people to be exposed and shipped off so there's yeah. no suspicion over me. And I'd want this... Because if, if what was being said is true, that they, they, it was known about, these offences were known about, then there's a flaw in the system, isn't there? Andy, we've been keeping you waiting for ages. What you got, Andy? Oh, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Um, as a driver myself, as a... A lawyer driver myself. I mean, I've, you you just said it quite clearly that uh, all taxi drivers shouldn't be tarred with the same brush, uh, and it's quite right. However, there is a serious flaw here. I listened to the to the interview with that uh, head of the council, and you kept on asking him, uh, "What's the timeline? What's the timeline?" As a typical politician, he kept on avoiding the answer itself. The answer is staring him straight in the face. There is a serious error gone wrong. He had quick enough to get his license. You can lose my license as a lawyer driver within a day of having points on my license. It can be revoked at any time. That license should be revoked right away. There should be no timeline between this. The guy shouldn't have had it. And as soon as he's had his license revoked for the safety of women, not just just men. You said earlier, by the way, which makes, you know we say about people who've stolen uh, a year ago. You wouldn't mind having having uh, their licenses, and that's fair enough. However. This guy, just because he's been caught once, doesn't mean he hasn't committed any other sexual offence during the period. Well, uh, yeah, I take your point there, Andy, but then um, you kind of have to go with the criminal record because, you know, there could be any number of people who've never been caught and and do the most horrible sexual offences. You know, we've got to go by the conviction, haven't we? Well, we've got to go by it, yeah, but that's there. Okay, that's fair enough. If you look at it another way, then, 
Go on. As a uh, uh, public service, which a taxi drivers have to provide, yeah. surely, surely to goodness, as the public, as ta- taxpayers uh, with the councils, if we can't entrust that the licensing team are going to actually say, OK, if that's all we're going to go by is their, their criminal record, how is it that we as, as, a, as a, a public and as a, you know, taxpayers can allow not just women but children uh, to go into taxis where it's blatantly obvious that the licence committee, they shouldn't be doing that job either then, surely because they're the ones that issue the licences. They've got the information to a criminal record. Your Joe, your Joe public don't know, but when the woman gets into a car, just imagine how she would feel straight away if she sat there and the radio was playing and all of a sudden came over the radio or something like that. There's people driving. That's what I say, there's no protection. And the protection is people like that councillor. The councillor is avoiding the question. I would like to tell him from me, and I'm not even in your county, the answer is staring in the face. His licence should be revoked immediately. Andy, listen, thank you very much. I'm moving on because I want to get some more voices on. You, you talk about the licensing committee. Well, just to reiterate that Saban Shafiq, the former mayor of Milton Keynes, and two other councillors uh, have given up their seats on the licensing committee as a result of this. Is it better to just suspend these drivers while the investigation is going on? But then you might have some blokes that, again, this is so hard to say this crime is worse than that crime. Then you might have some people who are not, you know, getting a living wrongly. That was a really badly worded sentence. But oh, the no, point, you mean. You know what I mean. You, you can read my shorthand, my speech shorthand. Uh, Dave from Luton's online. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Dave, you want to talk about Asher? Yeah. Now, if, anybody, if everyone saw it on television last night, I would like to know why this man was... Well, the, the family were handcuffed in the manner they were, slung into a police car, and treated unfairly. Yet, what they're doing, they're trying to give thought, serious thought, for their little boy. Why were they handcuffed? Why is the parents now taken away from that little boy? He's in hospital. They're away from him. They're desperate. Life, yeah, that done. strikes me as that strikes me as odd. If that's if that's the case, that they're they're not with their little boy. Just surely, that surely the best thing for the the key to this has to be five year old Asher, and the best thing for him at the moment is to be with his parents, not to that's have them correct. locked up in a prison cell. Yeah, they're, that's just what I'm saying. They should be in that ward with a bed or a, a little room or something that they can go and see their son. And you know, I give every administration for these this couple. Every what, sorry? We know what we know what they're doing. Yep. They're worried, they're frightened, they're scared of the National Health Service in this country. So they're taking him out and they want the best treatment. They want to save him from death. Dave, I, I can't play any kinks or anything after that. I th- you actually made a good point. Well done. Right, thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. Cheers for calling. Facebook comments. Catherine Miller sympathises actually with that uh, point of view. I think the search for him was justified as doctors were genuinely concerned for his welfare, but arresting his parents and keeping them separated from him while he's desperately ill just doesn't seem right to me at all. Uh, Joanna Kingham says, I think this whole thing is awful. His poor parents, they should have told the hospital their intentions, but why arrest them? They're not cruel. They acted out of love and hope that they could help their child. Keeping them apart from him will be so detrimental. What about the other kids? How are they? The UK government needs to step in to get these poor people the help they need. It's disgusting. Do you know what I'm surprised Right, maybe we send Justin out on this. Do you know what I'm surprised at? Is that, that, that nobody so far has come on and had a pop at the parents. I thought there would have been more. I'd re- do you know what I'd really like to hear from someone who is a, in the medical profession to say that sometimes the parents don't know and sometimes they just need to listen. Mm. But we've not heard any of that. 
08459 455 555. I'm saying I'm losing the beard today because I need to get a new driving licence photo. Losing the beard, Kels. I don't want you to. Now, you've been... I need to get... just put makeup over it so it looks like you're clean well, shaven. I've just read... Mark Last has just sent me a very funny series of images of a gentleman who I believe is in the United States who had uh, hair and a beard and needed to get a new driving licence. So he shaved his head bald, uh, shaved like a sort of drop mus- handlebar moustache. Because like of patter. And had his had his um, driving license taken like that, and it's a picture of him. I just don't look anything like like him. I've always been tempted to go for the monk haircut. Really? Wow, your face! You know the monk haircut, the, the Joey ball, Essex, yeah. the bald bit. But you'd actually shave the top bit off as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. There was a band in the sixties called the Monks. They all um, were Vietnam vets who did too much acid, and their gimmick was they sh- they had the monk bowl cut. And they shaved the, the, yeah, the crown hap- of their head. What happened to those guys? That just happens naturally as you get older. Yeah, it doesn't just happen to monks. Monks do it. No, I know, but it would probably happen to you soon. It won't. I'm not going to go bald. You will if you do that. <laughs> yeah. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The anti-clockwise M25, very slow moving from Junction 21 all the way down to Junction 16. That's the M1 round to the M4C in patches we can see on the cameras and sensors. Clockwise is slow moving towards Junction 25 into the roadworks of the Enfield turn. M1 very heavy southbound in patches 11 to 9, Dunstable to Redbourne. And the A1M slow moving southbound passing Stevenage. Also delays on the A41 down towards the M25 on the sensors this morning. On the trains, uh, good service uh, across the three counties. If you are heading into London, the circle line suspended clockwise. There are severe delays on the rest of the line and also on the Hammersmith and City line. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. I like the mushy peas. Thank you, James. 7.47. It's uh, Monday, the 1st of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Taxi drivers in Milton Keynes say they're shocked that a convicted rapist was allowed to drive a cab. Extradition proceedings could start today against the couple who took their sick son out of hospital to Spain. And the Watford manager, Beppe Sanino, has stepped down from the job. Your thoughts on that family being extradited? That... That can't happen, can it? They haven't done anything wrong. 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. A pretty disappointing day for us, really. We've got plenty of cloud now right across all three counties. And not only that, we're starting to see the first bits and pieces of rain moving in as well. It's all because we've got a weather front, a pretty weak cold front uh, moving across us in from the west and eventually clearing off towards the east. But it is going to really pretty much stall across the eastern counties of England. So for ours, uh, we'll keep cloud for a good deal of the day today and outbreaks of rain as well. The rain itself, pretty patchy, but we could have the odd heavier burst at times and uh, generally clearing by the second half of the afternoon. Then we will have a little bit of clear weather just before the sun sets, uh, but then we'll see mist and fog forming as we go through the night tonight and the winds fall light. Uh, Temperatures through the day today around 18 to 19 Celsius. Through the night could be a little bit cool before that mist and fog forms. Uh, Tomorrow, pretty grey start, then some brightness, then more cloud moving back towards us. It should stay dry though for tomorrow. Temperatures around 19, possibly 20 degrees. Through this week, dry and settled. Given some sunshine, the temperatures will warm up too. Looks like we'll gain a degree or two each day uh, for the next few days. So we could be given some sunshine up in the mid-20s by Thursday.
Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire-born golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. Then you just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, I can play the piano and I can sing. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Not at the same time. Ah. There's a lot of concentration goes in. I, I am like more like Richard Clayderman than um, uh, Elton John's. Right. Although I, I'm aiming to be a bit like Billy Joel. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good. He's I'm, very good. When you heard me, you heard me play the. Listen, this is, let me get hang in a second. Let's let's remind the listener of. I bought a piano last week. He didn't know why. Then he did. Yeah, I got the gift. Hang on. It's me. Style. Here we go. Check oh, different. There it goes there. Shh, shh, shh. Here we go now. And he's miming it for you. Yay! You see? That's good, isn't it? That was good. When it ended. Oh, you sound like really a good. mum. Said, oh, it's very good. It was well really good. good. Well and done. I know that you worked very hard on that, so well done. Give us your taxes, please. Um, Ian, this is from Pat. The taxi driver who has a record of sexual offences should not be driving now. By doing nothing means however, how many other taxi drivers have hidden offences. I would ensure that I would arrange transport within the family because trust with taxi drivers, especially in the way they drive, dress and the state of their old cabs, oh. does not give me confidence Hang to on. use such a poor service. The way they dress? Yeah. What's that got to do I've with? I've never noticed my taxi drivers. How attire. do taxi drivers dress? Comfortably, I, I'd expect. Oh, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. If you're if you're in a taxi, or if you've been in a taxi, or you can you just phone up and describe a taxi driver's outfit? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? And why is it so important? That's a really strange thing to flag up. This is another thing. This is yes. quite a, a scary one. Yep. My name is Steve. My missus won't put a seatbelt on in a taxi, even when I'm in the taxi oh. after an incident years ago. Oh dear. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Thank you, Catherine. Now, thousands of children with special needs in the three counties could be forced to wait at least four years to get all the help they need. From today, a new system involving experts in education, health and social care replaces the way in which children with special needs are supported. However, there are concerns, there are concerns that there aren't enough of these experts to meet demand. Well, the uh, head of the Association of Educational Psychologists is Mary Jenkins, who lives in Hertfordshire. Joins me now. Morning, Mary. Hello. An educational psychologist, what is it? Can I just say I'm not the head of the Association oh, of Oh, have I promoted so, you? Yes, just, just, just a bit. Well, you never look. Aim high, you never know. OK, um, so you're representative. I am. I'm the chair of Professional Policy. Thank Committee. you very much. What is an educational psychologist? What do they do? An educational psychologist is somebody who knows a lot about children, who understands or tries to understand child development, human development and human behaviour. And what role will they have uh, as part of this new system in assessing children with special requirements? Very similar to the role they had in the previous um, arrangements. The idea is to try and assess and understand and analyse the needs that the child has, whether they're learning needs or social and emotional needs. 
physical needs or perhaps social, perhaps um, language and communication needs. And so is, the, the role isn't necessarily changing in this, this kind of shake-up Not really. of the system. No. They're still there. There, there, there are worries, aren't there, that there aren't enough yes. of these educational psychologists in the country. How, how many have we got and how many do, you th- do, do we think are needed? Well, uh, my association represents about 3,000 practising psychologists, but I checked up on the vacancies list as of Friday, mm. and at the moment there's in excess of 32 vacancies across the country for main grade psychologists Mm. and that's a very much a low number because many authorities or many employers are saying psychologists plural so Mm. i just counted those as two yeah but one um, group in particular who who um, recruit locums are looking for eight locums at the moment so i think we can say there's 40 50 vacancies at the moment probably so what does that mean how how is that going to affect people it's going to mean that children's needs aren't assessed as quickly as they might be it means local authorities may default on the statutory guidelines for time in which they have to uh, produce these education health and care plans Uh, it means workloads are huge for educational psychologists we spoke to uh, Jane Friswell, uh, Chief Executive of the National Association of Special Educational Elites. She didn't seem to think there was a problem. She seemed to think that this new system will work, it's going to be quicker, it's going to be sharper, and that the, the, the children and the families will, will get what they need when they need it. I think that's all true, and I think that's what it's intended to do. But it doesn't alter the fact that you need the experts there, and if they're not there, it will delay things. Mm. The work will get done, and the children's needs will get met. But, you know, we could do with more psychologists. Do you think it will slow down? It will slow down people getting what they need, what the the requirements. I hope it won't. I know psychologists work extremely long hours to make sure they do meet their statutory deadlines. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, the, the, it, it's a difficult situation. There's never enough, is there? If we had another hundred more psychologists, mm. we'd still have a, yeah. a backlog of children wanting help. How, how many? I mean, you're from uh, you're from Hertfordshire. Do you? I'm assuming you work kind of in that region. That's right. How many children are require these educational psychologists? Do we have figures? Um, the original assessment was around about two percent of children would have special educational needs that would require some sort of assessment. That was under the old 1981 mm. Act. Um, I don't think that's changed particularly. It it is around 2% who have very significant needs um, and who need to have something in addition to that which other children would need in order to make their learning effective in class. Mm. And I'm assuming that if this does take a a while to to, to filter through, that the children will still get the help they need. Yes. Um, It just may not be quite as tailored as, as perhaps it could be. Yes, I think that's probably fair enough. Okay. Mary, thank you very much for coming in. This Well, as I say, ridiculous time in the morning. It's nearly eight o'clock now. It's absolutely fine. It's <laughs> nearly eight o'clock, but thank you very much for your time. Mary Jenkins, who is not the head of the Association of Educational Psychologists, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, do you want some more Texas? Yes, I do. Um, Lisa in Hitchin says the worst thing now is that av- this is talking about um, Asher and the fact that his parents okay. face extradition now after being arrested. Yes, in Spain. extradition. Wow. The worst thing is that a very sick-year-old boy is now lying in a foreign hospital, guarded by armed police. Not only have his parents been taken away, but his siblings are being prevented from visiting him in hospital. I cannot believe how cruelly li- little Asher, along with his family, is being treated. Could someone just? Uh, who needs to step in and stop this madness? Get the family out of prison. Put all the kids and the family together, and let and 
cancel any threat of extradition and let them get on with it now. Do you know what's shocking? That it's come to this. Are there no patient liaison groups available to this family who could have intervened before it became a dash across Europe? Now we know that they're not um, doing this to, you know, callously watch their child die. Now we know they're doing this because they have the best intentions at heart and, and the, the kiddie is being looked after and is receiving medical treatment and there's nothing more that could be done here. And they kept his feeding up. Yeah. Then, on the way as well. They didn't just let his battery die. Then can we not just let them get on with it and have some privacy for what must be a traumatic experience anyway? Forget the press and the prison. The fact their little boy's got a tumour, that must be horrible. Um, here's Marion in St Albans. She says, I feel strongly about the parents wanting to try anything they could for their dear son. They've gone to Spain to sell property to fund their treatment. They're desperate not to lose him. How could police tell, take away their precious time away from their son? Has anyone thought about the trauma this is causing the poor little boy affecting Isn't it funny? No one. I, I really thought that there would be some voices who'd say, this is outrageous. Yeah. These parents are disgusting. Yeah. They should. Br- no one at Not all. One. Let me just look on Facebook. Isn't that funny? I really thought I might be a lone voice. The more I hear about this, now we're reading in the news. They're being threatened with extradition. I'm actually getting quite angry about it. Let's. Can we not just give them some privacy now and let them get on with whatever they have to do? None of our business now. Let, let Get them out of prison and let them be together. And then something needs to be done about this feeling of helplessness that so many parents come yeah. to us saying happens when you get put into the system. Who's, what's that group we speak to occasionally? Mother's Instinct. Mother's Instinct. They, they kind of uh, speak. They are speak up for parents who feel they're not being listened to by the doctors. Who go in, They go in knowing that something's wrong with their kids because they're a parent and there's a kind of a special connection. And the doctors. Same with my wife and our youngest. We went to the doctor. And he said, "Oh, he's just got a cold." My wife came out saying, "I, I, I don't quite buy it. I would have gone along with it." And she kept, I don't quite buy I'm going to take him to A&E. And thank God we did. He had a really bad bladder infection, a, kid, a bladder infection, and his kidney was knackered. And he was really, really ill, you know. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Your thoughts on the, the Asher story specifically. And also, if you've had question, uh, the reason to question a doctor's advice and suggestion, give us a call. Let us know what happened, please. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, delays on the clockwise carriageway towards the Homesdale Tunnel. Two lanes are blocked, we can see on camera, within the tunnel because of an accident, and that's causing queues. Anti-clockwise is queuing from 21 down to 16 in patches. That's the M1 all the way down to the M40, of course. A1M's very heavy southbound at 7 Stevenage. Uh, the M1's very busy in patches 11 to 9 this morning towards Redbourne. And uh, problems over at Harlow, the A414 closed uh, there's, as a result of an overturned lorry. On the tubes in London, the circle line suspended clockwise, severe delays on the rest of the line with a signal failure. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. 459 455 555. So this family is facing extradition all because, all because, well, all because they wanted the best for their child. This sounds ridiculous to me. We'll have your thoughts after the news with Lee. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, taxi drivers shocked after a rapist was allowed to drive a cab in Milton Keynes. Parents of a boy with cancer still being held by police in Spain. And head coach Beppe Sonino leaves Watford Football Club. BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation's taking place into how a convicted rapist was allowed to drive taxis in Milton Keynes. Another seven drivers have also been found with criminal records, including one for sexual assault. The Labour leader of Milton Keynes Council, Pete 
Pete Marland says action will be taken to keep the public safe. As soon as I found out this guy was a rapist, I took immediate action. The public of Milton Keynes can be absolutely assured that, you know, the vast majority of taxi drivers in Milton Keynes are safe and of course they can get in a cab. The parents of Asher King are expected to appear in Spain's High Court later this morning to face an extradition hearing. Brett and Nagme King were arrested after taking the five-year out of hospital in Southampton where he was being treated for a brain tumour. His older brother, Naveed, has posted a video online defending his father's actions. He did constant research to find out information that could help Asher, which the doctors denied that they did not want to hear anything about his research as they did not believe any of his information that was being given to him, saying that the internet could not be trusted, whilst the internet gave him information that the doctors would not give him. Two Bedfordshire police officers will appear at court in Aylesbury today over the alleged assault of an autistic man outside his own home in Luton. It's claimed that Farouk Ali was dragged and punched as he watched dustmen empty his bins. Carol Abercrombie has the details. 33-year-old Christopher Thomas from Welling Garden City has been charged with racially aggravated assault following the incident in February this year. He's also accused of perverting the course of justice and misconduct in public office, along with a second police constable, 39-year-old Christopher Pitts from Bedford. The investigation has been carried out by Leicestershire Police under the supervision of the Independent Police Complaints Commission. A BBC investigation has discovered that three quarters of hospital wards dealing with severe illness or injury don't have the staffing levels expected by the Royal College of Nursing. Milton Keynes and Stoke Mandeville hospitals are among the worst in the rankings. But Elizabeth Ricks from the National Institute for Health and Clinical Excellence says although guidelines are important, they're not the be-all and end-all. You have to make sure that the needs of your patients are met by having the right numbers of nurses on your wards and that's what this guideline sets out to help nurses to uh, evidence and to show transparently. In sport, Beppe Sonino has resigned as head coach of Watford Football Club. His announcement came last night, despite the Hornets sitting second in the championship table. And the weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain throughout the day. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius at 68 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Showcasing the very best of beds, hearts and bucks with great guests, loads of advice and the music you love. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From six. Three Counties Sport. With a look back at the weekend's action and taking a look at the grassroots sport across beds, hearts and bucks. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, there's a celebrity in the Three Counties. There's a celebrity doing the rounds in the Three Counties. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. No, no. Tom Cruise, he's been to St Albans. No, no, it's this fella. Thanks, Mark Watts from Rogue Traders for sticking up for me. Mark Watts from Rogue Traders is in Stevenage. Can we get him on? I'm going to yeah. assume that's a yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we Mark don't... Watts. Mark Watts, or, or, or uh, as he's also known, Matt Allwright. Oh. That fella. Oh, I prefer Mark Watts. Let's see. We'll try. We'll try and get one of them on. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, busy show, as well as having Matt Allwright from Rogue Traders, aka Mark Watts. We're also talking criminal cabbies, nursing shortage. 
And, well, this five-year-old child that's been taken by his parents for medical treatment, they're in prison being threatened with extradition. Really? That seems crazy to me. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Mark Watts from Road Traders for sticking up for me. Brilliant bloke. Yeah, well, he'll be on this show later on today. Although, um, he's only available to late 26. It's exciting. Very, very specific time. What's happening it? at 8.27? Well, who knows? Who Can knows? Can we get him on at 8.25? For 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? He's a very precise man, isn't he? He's got to be. When you're dealing with rogues, rogue traders specifically... Oh, please tell me he's going to be dressed up as that old Welsh man. We'll find out. We'll ask him. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Now, the Mayor of Milton Keynes has resigned after it emerged a taxi driver he personally vouched for was a convicted rapist. Liberal Democrat Subhan Shafiq has handed in his chain and two other councillors have given up their seats on the licensing committee after seven other drivers were found to have criminal records, one of a sexual nature. Well, council Peter, uh, leader Peter Marland told us earlier that that man still has his licence and doesn't have any idea when that licence may or may not be revoked. The Tory MP for Milton Keynes South is Ian Stewart. Joins me now. Morning, Ian. Uh, good morning. It's a concerning story, isn't it, on lots of levels? Yeah, so I was very shocked indeed uh, when I was briefed on, on this matter at the end of last week. Um, we must be absolutely certain that uh, people can use taxis and minicabs locally uh, without any concerns about their personal safety. Uh, so I was very shocked indeed. We know that two councillors have um, given up their seats on the licensing committee, so they're not involved with that anymore. But should they, should they resign from being councillors full stop? Well, I think they've, they've all got to question their own conscience in this um, and look back at what they did um, uh, when the, this application was being considered. Um, and, and consider their positions. Um, I, I think it's a very serious matter. Um, I wasn't present. I didn't see what they did. But um, if they were pretty negligent, then I think they ought to consider their positions. Do you think they should go? Well, I say I, I, I'm reluctant to say definitely because I wasn't there and I didn't see exactly what they did. But I would certainly be, if I was in that position, I would be questioning my own conscience. And if I'd made a serious lapse of judgment, then I'd probably want to go. Now, I, I, I want to reiterate again, I'm not in any way knocking all of the taxi drivers. The majority of them are hard-working people who oh. just want to earn a few quid and are, and are, are thoroughly decent. It's a tiny, tiny percentage. But this, this gentleman who was a rapist, he drove a taxi for three years despite his convictions. That does raise concerns, doesn't it? We've had a couple of texts from people who say they won't feel particularly safe in cabs knowing this. Well, I mean... the, the before we get to question the, the whole system of taxi licensing, we ought to remember that the, the, the checks were, were made. The, the information was there before the committee um, who granted this license. Um, you know, the, the Criminal Record Bureau check was there, um, and inexplicably they, they chose to not take that on board and grant the license. So it was, in, in my view, a, a fundamental lapse of, of judgment rather than a problem with the system. Does the law need to be tightened on licensing cab drivers? Well, we need to 
keep th- th- these matters under review. I say that this is not, as far as I'm aware, is not a problem with the system, but the, the judgment that those in positions of responsibility took. Uh, you know, the information was found. It, uh, it was there before them. Um, so, you know, certainly you keep the, the actual system under constant review. Of course you do. Um, but it doesn't strike me, from what I'm aware, uh, that there was the information was hidden in any way. It was there, and people just didn't take the the appropriate judgment. Ian, I appreciate your time. Ian Stewart, Tory MP for Milton Keynes South. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. Should we uh, get a celebrity on the show? Should we call up uh, Matt Allwright? Yeah, I've got his number. Yeah, it's 0777. Seven. 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 Yeah. 777. Seven, seven. Right. Oh, I shouldn't be doing this on air, should I? Let me, hang on a minute. Right, hang on a second. Hang on a second. 777. Let me... Hang on, I shouldn't be doing that. Thanks, guys. I nearly gave out a top celebrity... Just tweet it. Tweet it. Phone number. <laughs> I'll do it both of them. Right. <laughs> No, don't. Oh dear, I saw that. You made me look at that last week. I didn't make you. You did. You, t- you told me you to told Google it, so happened. I did. <laughs> I think that's his number. Uh, uh. Hurry up. All right, mate. Can't, I'm try- it, it can only do till 8.26. Uh, yeah, I know. He's going to be busting out of someone's, an old lady's television. <laughs> <laughs> I'm EMPSing you. Thank you. Kelly. Right, OK. Oh, I don't oh, get it. Seven. Well, no, you don't. You can't have his number. You know why you can't have his number. Oh. You're like a dog on heat when Matt all right, sir. <laughs> I just like it when he does the old Welsh man. <laughs> OK. Do you want to get um, Dave on as well? What? 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 Ah. Uh, uh. Have you written down... Da- oh, hang on. Uh, uh, it's OK, it's not. It's the excitement. She's, she's misdialed. I'll get your other fella. Get the other fella. This is exciting, isn't it? This is, this is uh, like okay, zoo radio. Right number now. We don't care. No, you've given me too many digits. I've not given you too you many have. digits. You have. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah, get rid of that first. Get rid of the second date. The second date? Yes. OK. Try that. Hello, Dave, it's Catherine from Three in, Counties. In the meantime, why don't we have some music? We've got a nice surprise for you. Should we have a little bit of music? Let's, um, let's have some of this. I'm playing the piano really well. Oh, that's me on the piano, guys. Yeah. Oh, I don't know where it goes there. Here we go. Here comes some more. Thank you. That's the ne- first song. Next one. Here we go. This is the second this. one. It goes. Gosh, you really are a showman, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had a candelabra. I won't tell you where. But I had one. This is me playing the piano. The old pianola. Just slapping it. Those fingers firm, aren't you, on it? I'm a penis. I'm a classical penis. You're a massive penis. My bit. I can't do it with my left hand. At the same. Are you? Or are you doing hands to flat to the piano and then slapping them down? I was, That's um, what it sounds like. I was lost in music. Speak sounds like you're doing it with your elbow. I know someone who's also a penist. It's uh, Matt. All right. Good morning, Matt. Oh, good morning, did Matt. Ju- did you just say pianist? Yeah, you're pianist. Yeah, you're, you're a pianist. pianist. Yes, a pian- pianist. You are a pianist. 
That's very edgy pronunciation right there. That was me on the piano. Um, that was really lovely, Ian. It was, it was really lovely. Have you had a tuner yet? Have you had someone in to come and have a look at it? The, the, the D keeps sticking. OK. Uh, I'm not sure what the answer is. To be, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to come across like some sort of expert. I, I'd suggest you put talcum powder on it. That usually sorts that sort of thing <laughs> it out. Does. When it gets stuck, I always put a bit of talc. Now, listen, you're, uh, are we allowed to say that you're filming in Stevenage today? No, because it would be an outright lie. Oh, blimey. We don't yeah. do that on the BBC. The word- no, but... What, what is happening is I have a new programme which starts at oh. 9.15 this morning. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. OK, just so let's, was, let, let's mention your... Filmed, which was partially filmed in Stevenage. So no, there is a point there. Everybody, please please record <laughs> it and listen to Jonathan Vernon Smith and please record uh, uh, Matt's show and then delete without viewing. Are you, you're, not repla- you're not replacing Homes Under the Hammer, are you? No, we wouldn't do that. Good. No way. What were you doing in uh, Stevenage then? What dodgepots okay. were you outing? So, listen, what we were doing was making a programme called The Housing Enforcers, where Ooh. I was hanging out uh, and Ooh. trying to be one of the housing officers from Stevenage Borough Council, oh. with whom I'd like to say a massive, I think the term is shout out. A big to. up. Yeah, you can big them up, I'd definitely. Th- I'd like to big them up. I'd like to big up Tony, uh, <laughs> yeah, who is yeah, yeah. a fantastic cool guy. All right, mate. Or, you could, me... or you could just phone him up yourself. Stop wasting my radio time. Just send him a text. No, because no, I'll tell you the difference. Because people need need to realise that their housing officers are there for them if they're in rented accommodation yes. and they're having a hard time. Gosh. Then they, those a lot of people this, don't realise that you can call. This is taking a serious not... turn. Did you this do is a serious issue? Did you do the Welshman? No, I didn't. I didn't do the Welshman. No. I, did you get wee wee on your head? Not on this occasion, although I did, I did step into lots of gardens full of poop and rats and sticky carpets and mould and damp. So there, there is the requisite uh, degree of displeasure on my part and discomfort. So, you know, you should be, you know, comfort yourself with that. And it's all in Stevenage, is it? No, it's not all in Stevenage. Oh. One, one sixth of it oh. is in Stevenage because we go to six borough councils or districts around the UK yeah. to hang out and have a look at the, the complaints people are coming in with about their rented accommodation, which so are... That's on today at 9.15? Yes. You've, you've bigged it up. Say hello to Dave. Why? Oh, oh, good morning, sir. Hello, Dave. How are you? Oh, fine, thank you. Are you? Yeah, I'm really well. Uh, now, I, 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 excuse Dave, me, but I, I don't know your name. Uh, you know, what are you, no, your full name? Yeah, no, it's Matt Allwright, Dave. It's Matt oh, Allwright. It's Mark Watts, uh, Dave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're the gentleman that texted Ian about me ringing up? There was, was some that? communication on that, yeah, on that oh. score. Yes, Dave. Uh, oh. How are you today? Fine, thank you, Matt. I, um, you know, I do appreciate you ringing, texting in that could condemn that man sitting in that well, studio. I, well, I wouldn't go... Hello? He's just hung up! <laughs> he just Hello? hung up on you, Dave! No, he did not! He hung up on you! No, he did Dave, not. he hung up! <laughs> no, he did not! Wow, that was a people's champion, yeah. Matt, all right, hanging up! He hung up on yeah. you, Dave! You... And, um, <laughs> did you have Elton John in for you over the weekend? Matt, Matt all right! Him? Matt, all right, hung up on you! That's never happened! No, He's he the most not. persistent person on the telephone in the world! He never hangs up! He hung up on you! He did not, you dick! He did! He did! He actually did! He did! 
Catherine, did you switch him off? No, honestly, he hung... He, I don't yeah. know how to break this to you. What, what's that? He hung up on you. He did not. He's a very rude man. No, he did not. He's a very rude man, and he should know how that feels as well. I should be writing to him personally. You dipstick. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Hello? Hello? Did you have Elton John in, for your, uh, in your house over the weekend, you know, playing that piano? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the clockwise M25, two lanes are blocked in the Homesdale Tunnel because of an accident. This is, of course, between 25 and 26, Enfield round to Waltham Abbey. It's uh, causing queues from 24, that's the Potter's Bar exit. M1, usual heavy traffic, 11 to 9, Dunstable to Redbourne. M25, by the way, anti-clockwise slow in patches, 21 all the way down to 16. Very busy on the A414 in Hartford, just checking our speed sensors. Delays each way into Hartford this morning. Just be aware the A414 over at Harlow is closed off between the Riverway and the Harlow Mill roundabout because of an overturned lorry and usual congestion on the A1M southbound uh, towards uh, Stevenage on the trains. Looking fine through the three counties in London though there is no clockwise circle line and there are severe delays on the rest of the line and also the Hammersmith and City because of a signal failure at Edgware Road. James Worley, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you James. What on earth are you doing? Tucking myself in. <laughs> What? I would hope that would have been done before you came in here. I've just had to stretch and pulled my shirt out. You, you came in, you, you hacked up a lurgy as you walked in, <laughs> and now you're fiddling around with your dad. Just focus, man, please. You've been now nice and smart. Well, I'll be the judge of that. It's 8.18. It's Monday, the 1st of uh, September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Taxi drivers in Milton Keynes say they are shocked that a convicted rapist was allowed to drive a cab. Extradition proceedings could start today against a couple who took their sixth son out of hospital to Spain. And the Watford manager, Beppe Sanino, has stepped down from the job. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. We've been talking in the studio about the language that people use around illness, chronic illness, things like cancer. But there is a way you can hear it all again. If someone dies and if their treatment doesn't work, it's because somehow they felt negative about having a severe illness. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. And there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that anybody's mental attitude has any bearing on how they recover. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Are you uh, well adjusted? Yes, yes, I'm fine, thank you. Okay. My, my shirt is safely tucked back into my pants. I'm really glad to hear that. Well, that's good. It's a little chilly. Chilly willy. Well, yes. Look at your hair. Does it look good? It's all, uh, it's all sticking up. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I, yes. I've got headphone hair. You don't get it because you put so much product onto your hair. <laughs> Do you use that kind of blue gel that you used to get in the eighties? No, no. I use uh, what, what do I use? It's, it's like a it's like a creamy paste. Yeah. Putty, putty. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I, like I used to use mousse in the eighties. Yeah, I used to use mousse, mousse as well. Yes, <laughs> a little squish in the hand, rub it in, yeah. let it go hard. 
Oh dear. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on this morning's big phone-in, I'm asking, do you think it was good or bad parenting to take Asha out of hospital? I know you've been very interested mm. in this story as well. I've been following it all weekend. The parents of five-year-old uh, of a five-year-old boy with cancer who removed him from hospital to find better treatment abroad are in Spanish court today, facing extradition back to the UK. Asha King was being treated at Southampton General Hospital for a brain tumour, but his mum and dad took him away as the NHS refused to pay for proton beam therapy, which Mr and Mrs King wanted, but consultants argued would be of no use. Mr King has released a video in which he argues he knows what's best for his son and the family will not come back to the UK unless the NHS gives him the treatment they want. Well, depending on what happens in court today, they may or may not have a choice in that. But from nine this morning, I'd like your views. Do you think it was good or bad parenting to take Asher out of hospital? I'd love your call on 08459 So we already know you think it was good parenting. Yeah, uh, was it? I don't think I don't know if it was necessarily sensible, but I think it was. I think it was very brave and good parenting. Yes, it must. It must be infuriating, though, for doctors, because it is... But people do their own research now, don't they? They go yeah. online, they Google, yeah. you know, brain tumour or whatever it may be, and then they start reading all these all these various different things, and they formulate their own opinion. Yeah. And then they say to the doctor, well, I know better than you do. Yeah. You, a doctor who's spent many years at university studying, has probably got, you know, 10, 15, 20 years' experience of dealing with brain tumours day in, day out. It must become very frustrating for the doctor when parents yeah. go against their advice. And I would imagine, in this case, the, the doctors said, we think your son needs this, and obviously the parents thought they knew better. Doctors don't always get it right. No, they There's don't. so many instances where the doctors don't get it right. And if the, it, it sounds to me that this, the situation with this poor boy, and I, I don't know as well as you, it sounds pretty hopeless. Uh, and when you, are, when you are facing not many alternatives and you are desperate, you're desperate, you do anything. Well, and it's very clear that they were desperate because I, from what I've read, their idea was that they were going to take him to Spain yep. where they have a holiday home. They were going to sell the holiday home yep. in order to release funds that they could then use to pay for this proton beam therapy. Well, how quickly did they think they were going to be able to sell a home yep. in Spain in order to then release the money. I'm not mm. quite sure what they thought they were going to do and how quickly that was all going to mm. happen. But normally, selling property doesn't exactly happen in a couple of days, yes, does it? Yes, it takes a little while. I think they've done a very brave thing. And we've, we've surprisingly, we may have, it may have changed, but we've had no one saying that they've done a bad thing. Everyone really? Has, yeah, everyone has said, oh, no, well done. They, 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 you know, they, they, they've got their best, the boys' best interests at heart. Well, from nine this morning, I'll take your views on this as well. Do you think it was good or bad parenting to take Asher out of hospital? 08459 455 555. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm just thinking, yeah, I think the more I think about it, the more I think they've done a brave thing and the more someone needs to step in and stop this madness. The parents, are both the parents in prison or is it just the dad? I think they both are. So they're separated from the, 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 all of their family, including the sick five-year-old. Well, that doesn't seem right. Someone needs to stop it, step in and, and leave it. Uh, I'm getting really angry texts from Matt Allwright. He's, he's not happy with us. OK, so cut off this time. You're really mixing it up. <gasps> no. Cut we off. We, we heard him. Off. Hang up. Exactly. Did he go through a dodgy signal area? I don't believe you about anything. And then he's detected, I don't appreciate being called a pianist on air. 
<clears throat> Can he not play very well then? Well, he's he's quite good on the old Joanna mm. piano. I don't appreciate being called a pianist on it. Oh, hang on. Oh no, he's. Oh, he Has really. You spelled it wrong. You spoke. He's missed off the T. What a Wally! What a Wallington! Who the BBC employee these days. He's I look forward to Sky Plusing his television show based in Stevenage. Yeah, I like that. I think he's. I think he's good. Although his his phone manner could be a little bit better. I wish he'd do the Welshman. <laughs> we like the Welshman. Love the Welshman. If he did the Welshman, he could get a job here. Definitely. If he did a show as the Welshman. Just a just a suggestion. Now, Milton Keynes and Stoke Mandeville hospitals in Buckinghamshire have ranked among the worst in reaching safe staffing levels, according to figures obtained by the BBC. The recommended ratio is one registered nurse to seven patients on elderly care wards. Stoke Mandeville Hospital says extra staff are made available when required, while Milton Keynes are recruiting extra nurses. Victoria Cooling is a regional officer for Buckinghamshire from the Royal College of Nursing and joins me now. Morning, Victoria. Good morning. Did you have concerns that this was happening? I think we've always been concerned that there is a lack of nurses. I think trusts are doing everything they can to recruit more nurses, but there is a shortage of nurses. What's the impact to patients of of low staffing levels like this? I I would hope that that it wouldn't be apparent to, 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 to the patients because the nurses would try to do everything they could to ensure that all the care was given. I think the expense is usually at the cost of the nurse. Um, and her stress levels, not taking breaks, not getting off duty on time to complete all the work that needs to be done. Should there be... But how should this be dealt with, Victoria? Should they be employing more people? Should there be more temporary nurses? What, what's the, the solution? I think all trusts are, are trying really hard to recruit more nurses. And certainly um, Buckinghamshire Healthcare Trust have recruited 240 additional nurses in, in the past year. They've invested a huge amount of money in increasing their staffing, as have Milton Keynes. But it's a very high-cost area to, to, to live in. Everybody sort of is fishing in the same pool for the same pool of registered nurses. Um, a quarter of registered, well, a quarter of our membership um, actually work in the independent and private sectors. So the statistics will show that there's X number of nurses, but not all of those are wanting to work in the NHS. Why do people not want to A, work for the NHS and B, just be nurses anymore? I think there's a variety of of reasons. I'm not sure why people don't want to be nurses. I've been a nurse all of my life and I'm proud to be a nurse and I've met many, many nurses who who are. Maybe it's something that young people um, don't think of as a career path in the same way that they used to. There is also a, a number of years ago where the government cut the number of places for student nurses so if you don't train enough nurses you won't have enough nurses and the demographics of nursing is that it's an elderly workforce and therefore you have a number of nurses that are leaving because they're retiring if you haven't trained up more nurses to take that place you're basically not even at standstill uh, Victoria, I, I really appreciate your thoughts on this this morning, Victoria Cooling, Regional Officer for Buckinghamshire for the Royal College of Nursing Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, wow. You walloped that, didn't you? I certainly did. You Same way it. you walloped that piano. Listen, mate, bring in your squeeze box tomorrow. Let's see who's the most musical. 
We'll have a music off. Well, I'm not very good at the squeeze box. Well, I'm better at other instruments. I've only had the piano for four days, and I'm already I've, I've completed it. <laughs> right, you've done it. Have you? Sarah, I've gone round the clock. I'm brilliant at it. Yeah. You've had the squeeze box for like two years. I know, but I've, well, no, not two years, about a year. But I've only played it a couple of times. That's your problem. I've only played the piano a couple of times. You know I've got really the dis- gift. What's really disappointing about musical instruments is you have to really practice to sound good. Yeah. And I don't really want to practice if I don't sound good. So I don't practice. I've got some really cool guitars, right? And I look cool when I'm holding them. Yeah. 1967, Gretsch, anybody? Yeah, OK. I can't play them to save my life. I've got a guitar. I look cool holding it. <laughs> you don't. You look like um, a Sunday school teacher. Oh, I don't. When you put the glasses on and hold the guitar, yeah, you do. Kumbaya, melody, kumbaya. Kumbaya, melody, etc. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the clockwise M25, two lanes are blocked in the Homesdale Tunnel, which is between 25 and 26, of course. That's Enfield round to Waltham Abbey, all because of an accident earlier. Queues start at Junction 24, Potter's Bar. Anti-clockwise, still heavy in patches between 21 and 16, the M1, all the way down to the M40. Southbound A1M, slow passing Stevenage, usual congestion there. A421, slow into Buckingham, just spotted on the sensors. Uh, westbound especially, if you're heading uh, into Buckingham from Milton Keynes. And as for trains, well, they're East Midlands reporting uh, delays of up to 15 minutes out of Luton. That's because of signalling problems down at West Hampstead Thameslink. Virgin say there are also possible delays as a train's broken down up at Tipton. And on the tubes in London, there is no clockwise circle line and severe delays on the rest of the line, as well as the Hammersmith and City following a signal failure at Edgware Road. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. To put the parents of Asha in prison and threaten them with extradition is criminal when all they've done is do what every parent would do, wouldn't they? They've tried to do the best thing for their son. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the news. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, an investigation is taking place into how a convicted rapist was allowed to drive taxis in Milton Keynes. Another seven drivers have also been found with criminal records, including one for sexual assault. The parents who took their five-year-old son to Spain in search of better treatment for a brain tumour have spent a second night in police custody. Brett and Nagmay King are expected to make another court appearance later today. After nine this morning, JVS will be asking if you think it was good or bad parenting to take Asher out of hospital. A BBC investigation has discovered that three-quarters of hospital wards dealing with severe illness or injury don't have the staffing levels expected by the Royal College of Nursing. Milton Keynes and Stoke Mandeville hospitals are among the worst in the rankings. The weather will be cloudy without breaks of rain throughout the day. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius. That's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Watford manager, Beppe Sonino, has resigned after just eight months at the club. Our sports editor, Jeff Doyle, has more. Sonino has been under pressure since the beginning of the season. He had got off to a good start, four league wins in five, second in the championship. But unrest has been growing at the club with reports of mass player discontent and Lloyd Dyer openly demonstrating that in the defeat at Rotherham. 
Watford won well on Saturday, but Sonino has resigned after just eight months, saying he's proud with what he achieved and that he had given everything. Oscar Garcia and Roberto Di Matteo are the favourites to take over. It's transfer deadline day and MK Don's boss Carl Robinson says their performance in the cup against Man United last week could mean added interest today. We have to just make sure that we keep our best players here and that's, that's my message to the fans that's not a big stage that's a world stage the, the enormity of Manchester United has allowed these players to catapult, catapult their own careers we feel we can keep them we're not chasing the money we don't need to chase the money we're, we're in a good position so hopefully we can keep all of our best players once. In tennis, the former champion Maria Sharapova is out of the US Open in New York. She lost in the fourth round to Caroline Wozniacki. Wozniacki down the line and onto the baseline. What a stunning way to close out a stunning victory. The US Open loses another of the big names. Halep, Radvanska, Kvitova and now Maria Sharapova. Only Serena Williams left of the top six in the world, but this is Caroline Wozniacki's moment. And today, Andy Murray takes on Joe Wilfred Songa for a place in the last eight. Finally, in golf, Colin Montgomery has successfully defended his senior Masters title at Woburn, winning the European Senior Tour event by a tournament record of ten strokes. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock.
Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459. What are you laughing for? That song reminds me of Justin. <laughs> what, because he's a big dog that solves every crimes? every day, different town, people call him different names. Y- it's true, right. they call you the right. littlest something, don't they? What's going on here? A tune at 8.30? Uh, What's happening? I'm breaking convention just. Uh, I saw it there, Yeah. and I thought, do you know what, I'm going to have a little bit of the littlest hobo. Yeah. Fans, I fancied that, it's a good song, you isn't it? I love breaking those rules. You don't get theme tunes anymore that tell the story. No, no, you don't actually. The, theme the, tunes these days are rubbish, all of them. The, the, right, the monkey's theme, it tells the story. Unknown Stuntman. Unknown Stuntman uh, it tells the story, the full guy. There's a brilliant one, I'll, I'll bring it in called, um, there's a programme called The Lost Islands right? Right. Mm-hmm. From the 70s and it's about this, these kids that got shipwrecked on this, this old fashioned island, this old island that was stuck in time or something but the theme song it tells you everything that's happening in the story. It's brilliant. Dukes Beautiful. of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. You don't get theme songs that tell you the story anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, Should we get Simon May on the show tomorrow? Simon May, the theme tune specialist. Would you, hang on, who, what? Simon May. No. Crossroads, EastEnders. I mean, he is the most no, famous man who's written theme tunes ever. None of them tell the, so- the story. Well, he can tell us about great theme tunes, well, full no, stop. He can't tell us about great ones that tell the story, which is what we're going to be talking about. Because when oh. they put music to EastEnders, it was anyone can, can fall in love. Which is true on that programme. Can we find the theme tune to The Lost Islands? Because it's the, it's the most... Um, it's, it, it just tells every part that you're, you're left in no doubt as to how those children ended up on the Lost Islands. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> find it, find it. Now, Justin, mm, yes, a bit boss. flippant, we're also talking about something very, very serious. This yeah. story about this uh, five-year-old Asher, brain tumour taken out of hospital by the parents. No one was quite sure why. They've travelled across Europe, ended up in Spain. Parents have been arrested and are being threatened with extradition, which I think is insane. They've done nothing wrong. I don't... Th- I, and I, do you know what? When I first mooted this point, I was expecting to get a backlash from people saying, well, no, they should have listened to the doctor, they should have done what they were told. Nobody's come out against them. No, at all. Not at all. Not at all this morning. Uh, lots of support for them. I think anybody in that situation w- would want the best for their child. And, and that, that's why they ended up in Spain, that they were selling their home there to, to raise the funds to go to Czechoslovakia to, to have this treatment. All they're trying to do is to look after their child. I've taken to the streets. Um, I've been asking parents whether the parents of Asher have actually done anything wrong, here's what people had to say. No, they haven't. Their child, if they want better treatment for their child, then... I mean, you're here with your young lad this morning, um, so you would go against medical advice in this country if you thought that the treatment abroad was better? Only if it was better, yeah, 100%. Me, personally, would leave the child in hospital to get the right treatment. So you'd never go against medical advice in this country, ever? No, No, definitely not. I think the doctors know what they're doing and the child needed to be kept in hospital and I do think they were wrong to take them out. If everything is true that I've read, um, then I think that the parents made the right decision. Then to help the child, they need to go elsewhere. And from reports, it's saying that he was selling his apartment in Spain yep. um, to actually fund it. Wouldn't every parent do that? So you would do exactly the same in that situation with your children? I would do exactly the same. Yeah, definitely. I would do everything to save my children. Let me ask you this just lastly. Medical advice. Have you ever gone against it yourself in this country and you thought, no, I know better myself, I'm going to do things my way? To an extent, um, yes, it was a few years ago. Um, Unfortunately, I lost two children before I had my children. um, And I was told by a medical professional that, uh, oh, well, you have to have three miscarriages before anybody will do anything. And I stood my ground and I said, uh, I'm sorry, 
you're going to find out what's wrong because I'm not going to go through this again. And I pushed it and pushed it, and luckily um, they did send me to the hospital, and I was actually pregnant at the time. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. But had you have not pushed that yourself... Well, who knows what would have happened? I could have, I could have continued having miscarriages without them finding the real reason. Doctor, listen, doctors are brilliant. They mm. don't always get it right. And, yeah, they do. Uh, you, I think you are. You, of course, you're entitled. You're well entitled to uh, question what they are saying and ask for alternatives. Some doctors are brilliant and they'll go along with that. Some, some get really, um, what word can I say? Uh, really annoyed. Let's use that one. Uh, if you question their authority. Mm. And again, in this case, um, they have questioned it. They want a certain type of treatment. The NHS were refusing to pay for that. The police, of course, over the weekend, a lot of people saying that this has gone way too far. The police are saying, well, we believe, after talking to medical professionals, that this boy's life was in danger. That's why we have taken it so seriously. But, but certainly over the weekend, huge debate about this. Uh, a lot of people this morning in, certainly backing the parents. Yeah, let them, let, them, let them stay out there. They've done nothing wrong. The kid's being well looked after. Get them out of prison and stop this nonsense about it. I, I cannot believe for a second they will be extradited. Someone will mm. surely cease. They haven't done anything illegal. No, they haven't. And again, I don't think any parent, any parent in their right mind would want to put their child at risk. So um, the parents that have looked into this, they've done their research, they believe this treatment is going to help their child. And ultimately, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep their child alive uh, by going against the, the NHS in this country. I'm uh, losing the beards today, Just. Why? Uh, I've got to get a new driving licence photo. And? I, I don't know if I want to have a beard for the next ten years. <sighs> Boss, what was it? Last weekend, uh, you came into my studio yes. and you were talking about the beard, and yeah. I said, no, keep the beard. You Obviously, did. for radio, we can't see it, but on your TV work, keep the beard. You'll get loads of comps. Did you get loads of compliments? I did yes, get a you did. lot of comps. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Keep bo- it. I'm bottling it. Keep it. Hey, mate, and also, I, I've done, uh, in the last seven days... I can't believe I'm so late to the in-betweeners party. Right? <laughs> yes. in, in, in eight days, I've done two movies and all three series. Isn't it the funniest uh, thing ever? Do you know what? The in-betweeners, the great thing about the TV show and the film as well, it's for all ages. Shut I, I, up, no, is it? I am telling Are you. you serious? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you an example right now. <laughs> M- my dad, OK, he's retired. <laughs> yeah. He's in his 60s. He came to me and was saying to me, you've got to watch this programme the in-between is it's so funny um, I watch it with your mum we sit there it's just absolutely hilarious it took me a year to get into it off the back of my dad's recommendation yeah, it's for absolutely everyone everyone there's a two-year-old in Walsall that loves it <laughs> forget her but uh, no I think the in-between is yes, everyone fantastic for the age of 14 upwards yeah. no, I'll say 18 upwards I mean, I, I would say you've you got... Pe- such a Listen, weird world. you have got people listening to your programme right now. I guarantee you, yeah. in their 60s and 70s, a bit like my dad, who's in his late 60s, who absolutely no. love the in-betweens. No. Everyone, everyone who's got a child yeah. can relate to those okay. programmes. So you're not saying it's for children, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you, when, you when you say everyone... Well, I'm not, that, I'm not talking about young kids, but well, I'm talking about 18 to, plus. Well, then you need to specify that instead <laughs> okay. of saying everyone. And also, it's aimed at... Four, I mean, it's for... 14-year-old boys, isn't it? Yeah. It's 14-year-old boys' humour. Of course 14-year-old boys should be watching it. Yeah, but in saying that, you see, when I was younger, I remember my first ever lads' holiday abroad. We went to Magaluf, and it was absolutely dreadful. And my parents can can relate to the film because they remember me going away and how they felt. It's got two types. Yes, it's got the kids at school, but also the parents feature in that heavily as well. So a lot of people can relate to it if you're 18+. 
18 plus. That Justin, thank you. I, I used to watch The Young Ones when I was 11. That was filthy. Euro trash. Really? I used oh, to like that. Yeah, I used to like that. Um, okay, let's hear the theme tune to The Lost Islands. You can. Hang on. Oh, have you found it? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah, I have. Oh, blimey. I take back everything. Can I delete tweets that I've done? Mm, I wish you would. Um, Shall we have the travel and then we'll we'll have it when we get back? Yeah. This is the best theme tune ever. It sets... No... You don't even need to watch the programme. The whole story is contained within this song. Hope it lives up to the uh, hype now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Two lanes are still blocked on the clockwise M25 between 25 and 26 Enfield to Waltham Abbey. The outside two lanes are blocked. We can see on camera in the Holmesdale Tunnel with an accident and that's the cause of the queue. About 40 minutes from Potter's Bar Junction 24. Anti-clockwise really slow 24 to 23 approaching South Mims. It's really then slow moving in patches. 21 all the way down to Junction 16 for the M40. Uh, M1's not doing too badly. The A1M though usual uh, delays southbound passing Stevenage. And uh, A414 were very busy Westbound into Hartford this morning on the sensors, possibly avoiding the closure of the 414 over at Harlow. That's closed because of an overturned lorry just to the east of the centre of Harlow. A421 speed sensor suggests westbound really slow into Buckingham this morning. On the trains, delays uh, for Virgin Services because of a train that's broken down up at Tipton. And East Midlands trains say 15 minute delays from Luton to London, St Pancras International because of signalling problems in North London. James Warley, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much. It's 8.45, it's Monday the 9th... No, whoa, hey. It's Monday the 1st of the 9th, September. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Council says most taxis in uh, the new city are safe, even though one driver was found to be a convicted rapist. A couple who took their sick son out of hospital in Southampton are still, still being held by police in Spain. And Watford Football Club are without a manager this morning after the resignation of Beppe Sininia. Let's get the weather, here's Sarah... Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, we've already got rain across, uh, well, not all of the three counties, certainly into Buckinghamshire, parts of Hertfordshire at the moment, uh, nearly stretching into Bedfordshire. Uh, cloudy for us all right now. It's all because we've got a weather front that's moved towards us in the last few hours. And now it's with us. Uh, we're going to have to uh, cater for rain right the way through much of the day today. It's pretty light and patchy, but there is the odd heavier burst mixed in. You can see some heavier bursts actually up towards Northamptonshire. So if you're headed further north or up the M1, something to be aware of. Uh, a lot of cloud around through the day today. Temperatures not struggling that much, though. Still getting to 18, possibly 19 Celsius. And as I say, there will be drier interludes, but uh, the cloud will persist right the way through the day and the rain could go on until the middle part of the afternoon. And then what will happen is we'll see skies clearing for a time through this evening, uh, but then we'll see some mist and fog forming by tomorrow morning. So initially a bit of a chilly night. Mist and fog to start tomorrow morning, perhaps a bit of early brightness once that clears, and then the cloud returns towards us from the east tomorrow but dry and dry through the rest of the week. Varying amounts of sunshine, quite a bit of cloud around given some good spells of sunshine there, warming up temperatures up in the low if not mid-20s Celsius by Thursday into Friday. Every weekday morning It went pink 
Did it ping again? It did about, about a week later. It went ping again. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I just don't know where or what to do now. I went to speak to this retailer who had told Sue that because the sofa was out of its 12-month guarantee, they didn't have any liability. Well, we all know that's rubbish, don't we? The JVS Show fights for your rights. Jonathan and I have got the whitest, cleanest, overhead door available. Listen, I'm going to thank your credit card very much for getting things sorted out and any other problems you know where we are. Thank you so much for everything. It took me seven months to sort it out. We've done it in two weeks. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. I really fancy a melon or a grapefruit. Good story. I've got a melon at home. It's been there a while. Can I have it? Yeah, if you want. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> no one ever digs into a melon because you nah. have to show some sort of commitment. Nah. Once you're in, you have to eat the lot. Nah, melons and grapefruits, rubbish. They are rubbish. What a waste of food. <laughs> let's let's get rid of them all. No, I like a melon. 08459 555 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, last 12 minutes of the show, talking about the uh, five-year-old who was taken by their parents. His parents, well done them, I say. Uh, also talking about nurses and taxi drivers. You've got a few texts, have you, Catherine? We have, yeah. I mean, a lot of the, um, the stuff about Asher is on Facebook, so if you have a look there. Um, there's also a message from Matt. No, from Dave Luton. To Matt Allwright. All right. He's not listening. I'm so sorry. He was gone at 26 minutes past. He just put the phone down on us. <laughs> he said, I'm so sorry we got cut off today on 3CR by dipsticks. Dave from Luton. No, mate, he hung up, even though he's denying it. He's now sending me abusive texts. Well, exactly. Yeah. No, there's also, oh, is he still? Yeah. Oh, he's not that busy then? No. Aren't there some rogues to catch? <laughs> Come on, there must be someone doing bad some out there. Pensioners to pose as. Um, we've also got this uh, through... This is talking about the, te- the taxi driver story. We've been covering oh. it from Milton Keynes. Uh, the mayor of Milton Keynes has stood down and uh, two councillors have left the licensing committee after it was discovered that they'd given yeah. licence to someone who was a rapist, convicted rapist. Mm. Seven other people uh, found with convictions, uh, one of which was a uh, sexual offence. So we're asking whether you... Um, feel odd about getting taxis. Debbie says, good morning, with regards to taxi drivers with convictions, they should never be allowed public access. That's what they're there for, isn't it? I'm sorry, but these councillors are culpable and should go. I think it's more widespread than realised. I know of three passengers in Luton that had incidents. One I will not recount. The other, a young lad was dumped at the airport and made to walk home miles. And there's another one here who says... uh... (laughs) Ta- I'm laughing because uh, of what Kelly's typing on my screen. Taxi driver is a record of sexual offence. He should not be allowed no. to drive. Pick people up. Um, on a lighter note... Yes, please. Paul in Baldock. I've been racking my brain to remember the name of that show, The Lost Island, for years. Spoke to so many people oh. about it and thought it was anyone that remembered it. Yeah, no one Cheers, remembered mate. it. Cheers, mate. Do you want to hear the... Well, let's, do, let's do Colin and Sheila and then we'll have the theme tune to The Lost Island. It's the best theme tune. Colin's in Dunstable. Morning, Colin. Morning, Ian. I was chuckling away there inappropriately because I, I know what you're about to say. Oh. So thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Should we yeah. share it with the, the, the listener, Colin? Yes, I love grapefruit. Yeah. But I mustn't have grapefruit juice anymore yeah. because it interferes with one of the tablets I take. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Grapefruit juice can uh, negate the effects of some medicine. Mm. How nuts is that? Yeah, it's not mm. fair. Oh, it's not fair. You don't... No one loves grapefruit. It's bitter. Oh, I do. It's, oh, it's refreshing. Making my... No, it's not refreshing. It's bitter. Especially in the morning with some sweetener or sugar on it. Yeah, exactly. If, if it, listen, if you've got to add sugar to a fruit, then God's muffed up. <laughs> yeah, you could put it that way, yes. Yeah. What else can you do with it? What, grapefruit? Yeah. 
I didn't mean to ask that question. I didn't mean to ask that question. What I meant to ask was, what else can't you have? Oh, no, that's, <laughs> as far as um, I'm aware, that's the only that's thing. It. Oh. Oh dear. Well, yes, you'll survive, hopefully. Oh, Maybe yeah. You won't. I I've don't know been how ill you are. surviving for a few years yeah. now. We haven't heard from you for a while, Colin. Everything all right? Yeah, fine, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Getting on Did with it. Did someone put the phone on a high shelf or something? Sorry? You're all right, are you? Yeah, 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 I'm fine. Okay, well, listen, you make sure you keep in touch. Okay, mate. Ta ta. Uh, <laughs> Sheila's on the line. Good morning, Sheila. Number one, good morning. Uh, statins, you can't have grapefruit. Ah. Unfortunately. Number I two. Love grapefruit too. Oh. Number two. Yes. Um, Hang I think on, was, was good morning number one? Because if so, then oh, grapefruit right, then was number two. Three. We're on, yeah, on number three. three yeah. Yep. Um, the parents of the young lad. Yes. Um, they didn't really think this through. If they were thinking of selling, why didn't they sell it and do the other way? Or is it a nice, everybody knows about it. Are they going to get money in now, you know? Well, I, I don't know. There's an interesting uh, angle on it. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought they were expecting it to become such big news. Mm, well, you go on, what was it, the young, one of the brothers has gone on the uh, um, television, not television, you know what I mean, on one On the, the YouTube? Yes, yes. Yeah, but that was after, that was like three or four days after it yeah. was front page news. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought me taking my son out of hospital and trying to go somewhere else for treatment would have been on, would have been but, on the, the telly and the newspapers. But why not sell the place and, and then turn around and be able to take him knowing full well you've got the treatment and, and the money? Um, but number three... Well, just, no, that was, we're going to be on number four. So yeah, just quick, you're, you're slightly suspicious of their story, are you? I'm not suspicious of their story about the boy, because that's obvious, but I do, you know, sometimes you look at it and you think, well, if they were going to sell the place in Spain, why did they all go to Spain? Why didn't Dad go over to Spain, leaving them here, leaving him in hospital... And then, t- I mean, I mean, are the children not going to be in school now? Maybe, you maybe know? they weren't. Th- I, I don't know what exactly what Ash's situation is. I don't know, for example, how long he's got. I don't know if there's a time limit or yeah. something. So maybe they weren't thinking completely clearly. Right. Okay. But I yeah, think- this inter- no, I, 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 it's interesting. You're the first um, kind of vaguely questioning voice we've had on this, Sheila. So I thank you. Go on. Number four. At uh, number four, at uh, nurses. Yes. Um. My nie- my cousin is a nurse in a particular hospital who's done all her training and then gone on to qualify in midwifery. At the end of that, at the end of that, she was told, "Oh, we've only got fifteen hours," and so she thought, "Well, I'll do that and I'll do bank." But she's actually not in midwifery; she's now working in a heart ward. At the same time, we're talking about in the recent this year. Yes. Another person in the family was having the baby in the same hospital. Or yeah. babies, and then was asked. The mother was asked, "Can you stay tonight? Because you know she's not very well, and we have, we're a bit short-staffed." Same hospital. Oh. Bit worrying, isn't it? It's not brilliant, Sheila. Thank you very much. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. The first vaguely discerning, discerning no questioning voice uh, about the family. I, w- I wouldn't have. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't expect. <laughs> sorry, Kelly. Um, sorry, Justin's just sent me a picture of him eating a banana. Wow, he doesn't long. like he doesn't like long. He's food. eating a banana long. Gosh, why would he record that? He's a very strange man. Uh, the first questioning voice of the parents. Here. Yeah, it's interesting. The three. We hours. don't know everything yet. No, do we? we don't know everything. Now, okay, let's get on to this. We don't do old television shows. Oh, hang on. Uh, well, we'll do this one. Let me quickly do one. Uh, it- Oh, no, I do, silly can. Uh, we'll do this. So the Lost Islands, we're talking about TV shows. You don't even get TV themes where they're sung anymore. They're all blooming instrumentals, isn't mm. it? 
Yeah, do you remember? Me and my girl, we got each other. No. It's quite good. What was that? I can't remember what it was for. Um, Just Good Friends. Yeah. Was good. The uh, Minder. I like, have you ever? Minder didn't have lyrics. He added those lyrics later. Strange things Sorry? happen and you're going round the twist. I've got the DVDs of that. Do you want to borrow? What are you talking about? No, round the twist. No idea what you... Anyway, this is proper. The lost, this, Listen to this. This sums up the whole story. And it's proper singing as well. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea To bring children from all places with all kinds of faces Together into a sailing ship There were 40 boys and girls They would sail their ship around the globe So they called it The United World The ship was just three weeks from shore When a hurricane bore it down The waves were big as mountains They found they would surely drown They jumped into the lifeboats A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost island. Get ready, get ready He's going to belt it out now, here we go The lost island. Now none of that actually happens in the show Oh it's all set up for you in the song. Right, so they don't have to do that. They don't have to do it. Cut price. Back, back story in, in 1 minute 30. They, they come across an island that was lost in time, ruled by a tyrant who wears a mask. Brilliant. OK, right. Got it. I'm in. Got it. So then do we need to watch the rest? Well, no, well, they had adventures every week. Oh, okay. And then there was a polar bear that turns up. Oh, and don't be. Hatch. Don't be. Don't, I had to go and do some filming for Lost last week. That. I was going to talk about Lot. No, that... Well, it is very similar, isn't it? Yeah. 40 children were on a boat. There was a storm. They all got off. They didn't have time to count. That is bad. But uh, they glossed over the fact that 40, 40 children went and only five were left. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that was bad. Um, whoever was in charge really should, should be reprimanded for yeah. that and lose their job. Um, because to, to, to leave five kids stuck on a boat that then gets stuck on an island careless. that's lost in time, that is very careless. Careless. That is careless. Anyway, that sounds like a really good show that I've never seen. Thanks very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the clockwise M25 still very slow moving if you're heading round towards Junction 25. The accidents in the Holmesdale Tunnel between 25 and 26 is cleared, but queues start at Junction 24, that's Potter's Bar. And anti-clockwise is very heavy at 24. Also delays in patches, 21 all the way down to 16 towards the M40. Uh, delays on the A421 towards Buckingham, possibly because of the temporary traffic lights at the uh, total roundabout. Westbound queues particularly from uh, uh, from the Milton Keynes direction. A414 westbound into 
to Hartford's very slow, possibly avoiding the closure of the 414 over at Harlow. A1M southbound still very busy at Stevenage. Problems on the trains include delays on Virgin services on the West Coast Main Line and East Midlands reporting 15-minute delays out of Luton to London. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. That's it, that's your lot. Thank you very much indeed for uh, all of your phone calls. Apologies for the appalling behaviour of uh, rogue trader Matt Allwright. I'll launch an investigation into that. JBS is up next. Thank you, Kath, Kells and Justin. Back to our six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Do you think it was right or wrong that Asher King's parents 